Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest show on earth. That's the Hard Luck Show. This beautiful Saturday afternoon, sitting across from me, my partner is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here to bring the savage heat once Again, yeah. War paint to the sunrise, getting braided up as my paint dries. The blood falls from the red sky. My lady, yeah. What? Pump up, up shit. Like Come on. Looking in the yeah. eyes, they panicking. Now draped up in a bear hide, we ain't Indians, we savages. So believe me, check yeah, my Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. My canvas, Ooh, and it might not take us back. Yeah. And on sound, oh, blue eyes, Sean Lewis. Certified audio professional, anti-diagnosticist, and engineer for the hard. What? This is what the This is what Melanie. He got tired of that uh, Latin stripper music we were playing. Is that your shit right there, Sean? Hey, fuck yeah! Hey, Baldacci, what you think of this? And don't pull no punches, man. I'm just waiting to hear what it is. Don't <laughs> <laughs> listen to Sean Lewis. He's a, he's a dubstep fool. Oh, Sean's okay, a dub, okay. Yeah, he's a real... Now I understand. I understand now. Yeah, he his thing is... Uh, he actually made the the theme song. Yeah. yeah. Very right. talented. Yeah. Dope, dope. So now that we heard a voice... Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you guys. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, see? Smell the heat for your ass, yeah. right? Yeah. Look at it twisted, uh-huh. man. We out here from Southern California, man. Pray for enemies and haters. That's the meaning of a gangster. I'm into everything. Hustle, I get that money. I know I'm going to make it. I chase it. Now, as you hear that voice, you may recognize it. This is a gentleman uh, I have been trying to get on the show for quite some time. He's an extremely talented artist uh, with an extremely interesting journey that he's been on. And I wanted to get him into our seat here. Yeah. Uh, um, you guys, the face of LA, let's welcome Mr. Bal Dachi the Beast. Welcome to the yeah. show, Bal Dachi. Yeah. Yeah. Much love, much love, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate being yeah. here with you guys. The Hard Luck Show. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. And listen, we got we got we got we got one of your wingmen here with us today as well. Is that it right? one of the wingmen or is it the wingman? I think it's the wingman. Yeah, bro. I don't know. Leave it to yeah. Baldacci. Is it the wingman or a wingman? No, that's the that's the one, man. That's my partner. Yeah. Yeah. So from you know, effort music from the family out there. Uh, let's welcome in Shady. Come on, welcome yeah. to the show, Shady. Yeah. 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 Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that, yeah. 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 man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. Yes. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Now, let me ask something. Is it is it effort? Is yeah, that effort. it's effort? Okay. Effort, so, effort. and when I refer to these guys, part of the effort family right here, man. You know what I'm saying? What does um, that mean? What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Give us a definition on that. Bob I mean, Bacci? pretty much. Oh, go ahead. Basically, the effort. I mean, everything in life requires effort. You know, you got you get up to get a glass of water. It requires effort. It ain't gonna come to you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I look at it like. You know, anything else is just effortless, you know, and if you want your stuff to be effortless, then, then name yourself that, you know there what I'm saying? Well, we're the effort, but if, as you see, there's an X in between the letters. Mm-hmm. That basically is it's, it's like an inside thing for the F fort. So it's like the fort, you know, that, that we built for our for the family, you know there what I'm saying, go. for my people. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. That's a little double entendre, you know, just kind of paying homage to, to you know, the journey that's that's been traveled to get to where we're at now to be able to tell his stories that we're telling now right. so it's kind of you know uh the effort is is what we're doing we're, you know we're, we're pushing we're pushing yeah and the effort that's that's our that's our squad you know what i mean yeah. that's 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 the people that they're going to be coming knocking at your door and yeah. shit yeah so you guys you guys that, don't dog. you guys don't roll with any lazy people then. <laughs> nah. we most definitely don't yeah, Those, yeah, yeah. They yeah they've already weeded themselves yeah. out yeah that's how it we works. don't even have to weed them out they just it, do it themselves it's, right. it's interesting that when you start really moving some people are like, yeah, I don't want to have to tell this person to get lost. I don't want to. I go, listen, man, if you just get concerned and stay in your lane, do what you got to do, they're all going to fall off by themselves. On, on their own. You know, they can't keep up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know what? Human beings are tricky motherfuckers because that's true. That's true what you all say, that to a certain extent, some of them barnacles don't even attach. True. But then you got some professional lazy motherfuckers, <laughs> right? Right? Like I've worked, uh, I've worked in corporations where dudes be making a grip, figuring out how to take the easiest part of the project and then move it on to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. and they just shovel that shit onto somebody else. You ever, you guys ever well, encounter that? Things like this, like we've we've had situations to where you know people have approached him wanting to do you know wanting to sign him to a deal and and just out of the blue you know the person that they want to run the project has already been somebody that said man i can't wait to get somebody that they're going to throw some money at so i could take half of that money and throw it on my artist and only use half of it towards the artist so i mean we you know he goes into a meeting and, and that's the person that's that's supposed to run his project that they already know is said like oh shit as soon as I get some money I'm gonna take half of it to dump on my artist right so yeah I mean he, he, they come with an agenda exactly right. exactly yeah, there's always a, a motive you know what mm-hmm. I mean and it's, mm-hmm. some are good some are bad and we just gotta kind of figure them out if we can you know what I mean or they figure themselves out like and that's right. usually what's happened right. is everybody you know. We've been pushing this ever thing for about three years, and mm-hmm. he's been pushing his music for a lot longer than that. How long right. you been pushing your music, Baldacci? Man, I, I like as far as uh, really, really taking it serious. I want to say 2011, um, even before that, you know. But I just kept having problems with going in and out of the system, right? And that was really holding me back. But like, as of 2011, I came home. I was in a uh, halfway house facility, like after I came home from the feds, and um, I just kind of just turned myself and and everything else around me off and i just turned beast mode on and i just ain't been able to stop like since right. then you know when did you know that music was something for you i've always had a, a thing for music i've always loved music i i like so many different types of music and different styles like a lot of people would trip out if they sit and really like 
listen to the stuff that I listen to, they'll be like, oh shit, what the hell, you like this type of music? But it's mm-hmm. like, I've been in the system so long to where you're places sometimes that don't have certain stations. You got to listen to whatever the hell's mm-hmm. on the radio, bro, All whatever right. you can get. You know All what I right. mean? All right, so what's the craziest <laughs> shit that would blow some motherfucker's mind if you were like, if they can, well, like for instance, do you ever listen to country? Um, I do. It doesn't bother me, but like I, I won't sit and be able to tell you, oh, like I, I, I listen to it a lot or anything. But I would say like probably like rock music and yeah, stuff like, like that. Like what? you would look at me and not think like Metallica, Nirvana, like all that type of stuff. Like right. I, I like their music. You right. know what I mean? I, I always had, even when I was little or before going to the system and having to be right. pushed into somewhere where I had to listen to it, you know? Right. Yeah. It, um. Yeah, man. You know what, bro? I and I and I find that with artists. Uh, I find that with there you go, yeah. like that team spirit. All that, yeah, man. You know, yeah. People forget that 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 guy was actually pretty damn good. Oh, he was the beast, bro. Yeah, he was right. The beast, yeah. No doesn't Mate. surprise me, man, because people that are able to pull a lot of different styles themselves and come with a lot of different sounds they didn't just come up with that shit they're pulling from their experiences and what they've heard around them and right. if you're a creative person then you see value in all music you Definitely. know there's something that you you pull out of everybody's shit you know yeah. um what we talk about that sometimes uh on this show man we like sure I, I do we do and sometimes i feel like people they look at me i always kind of say like uh like people might look at me and, and and listen, man. I like I like a low rider and a pit bull, but I like a Range Rover and a fucking little mini terrier. Like, right, don't right. try and judge me what you think I am. And right. my music's very the same way, man. I got Led Zeppelin, Billy Holiday, you know, like right, right. I mix it up, and you I gotta think keep that it open. Doesn't surprise me that you would you would have eclectic choices. That's in music. you know what that Rod. that's an interesting thing. So, what was it, car and dog? What did you say it was for you? Car and dog, you just goddamn said it. Humvee and a fucking what was it? Oh, it was a little mini mini terrier. So wait, what was the tr- what was the car and what was the dog? Pitbull and a low rider, yeah. and then a then Range Rover and, and a, a mini terrier. I'm a pickup truck and a German Shepherd guy. Sean, what the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm a '69 Nova and a um, a Blue Heeler. Okay, shady. I mean, uh, shit, I got my pit bull. That's, I'm, I'm a oh, pit so bull guy. You're, you're on the yeah. Uh, yeah, pit bull is pit what, bull. What's your, a, what, what are you? I would probably have to say a, a Monte Carlo and a bulldog. Yeah! yeah. yeah. You, you see go. how deep yeah. we go on this show, man? Right. We're deep, we're shit, I don't even give a fuck things. about the car. It's yeah. something with wheels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something right. that runs. Let's roll. Bali, um, I was I was talking earlier, and, and you know we're just going to get into it on on the topic of effort. And we were speaking a little bit before we came inside, Jumahan, and yeah. what what we were talking about was me me standing on the peripheral of this gentleman's career and his art, yeah. his music, and his movement. Because I, I really want to call it a movement, man. What I've seen, it's a movement yeah. um, coming out of you know. From a neighborhood out of L.A., going to prison, and then, you know, working in in the business world, you know, and yeah. entertainment and different and apparel, I know how much um, has to be pulled together and, and, and what it takes for somebody to come from kind of where we come from and and break in and change your life and be a legitimate businessman and, right. and, and actually move forward in that. And listen, man, our, our music is is cutthroat man that's a that's a difficult business to get through listen i got i've got a client an entertainment client who's been in the business for decades right Mm -hmm. and we still hey 
I can't reveal who he is because of attorney-client privilege, but his music uh, that he made in the 60s is still huge now. Like, right. like grandkids and grandkids and the baby. Generation Z knows who's... But we still have to stay on top of the record companies all day, every day. And, I mean, I'm not going to single out who it is, but a lot of you all are fucking dicks. Right, yeah. These artists, the, the artist makes you a ton of fucking money, and you still act like you're doing them a favor. That's the part that drives me crazy. So so looking on the out, being peripherally outside of of, of him and, and his world and watching... Um, it takes a lot, bro, especially coming from, say, and I had mentioned this, coming out of South Central, man, as an, as an artist in, in this game of music, particular music, being brown skin and just like breaking through and getting to where he's going, where he's at and where he's going. It's clear, man. Like, that dude has got some stamina and some hustle and some drive and some effort to him. Baldacci. Yeah, you just can't get there. Isn't that what that means in Italian? Baldacci, it means effort? Does it? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been too good. I was bro. like, damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, damn, I picked the right name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the right path. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I uh, you know, as Esteban, who, uh, shout out to Esteban Oreo. Oh, yeah, Hopefully he's going to come by. Big bro. Esteban, you know, um, me and Esteban have been running together since we were 19 years old, bro, building nice. businesses and stuff together yeah. and, and working together. And that's Godfather, my son, et cetera, yeah. all that. I trust Esteban, and he's always been on the next. He's always been way ahead. And as he started to like share with me your music and your whole thing, right away I was like, man, you know, like it's hard to get Esteban's attention to get him excited about something, right? Because he's seen a lot of shit. Seen a lot of shit, bro. I was in mm. Afghanistan taking pictures of fucking Taliban prisoners. <laughs> it, he yes, he actually right. sent me a clip of his music. Yeah. And Baldacci's rap, and it looks like he's almost rapping like in a forest by himself. Like there's no studio <laughs> shit. And you're real laid back and you're real like, you're not screaming at the mic, you're just blah, 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 blah. And you got some hand signs going up and I'm like, God damn. Yeah, I was I, think, I played that shit like thirty times. I was like Is that what you did? I think I that's what like, you did for the Fall magazine. You did the sixteen was it the Fall magazine? You did the sixteen bars in, in the backyard right there on uh, uh my sister's uh, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your sister living in the forest? No, it's 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 the hood basically, <laughs> but they got the trees and all that, you know what I'm so saying? So you're just back there like fuck it. Yeah, he was, was just, just man effort, effortlessly just throwing <laughs> these lyrics and, and the beat and was like he wasn't like he was like laid back, just kind of like it. I'm gonna tell you exactly how it struck me. Okay, it struck me with the magic that Snoop Dogg hit me with when Snoop came out because he was effortless. He was saying raps like he wasn't even trying. Like his flow was just so easy and laid back, and cool. And you're like, God, and that's how his music struck me. I was right. like, this dude ain't even really trying, and he just like letting shit go. What he's talking about, the way it's on, I was like, from that point on. I got what Esteban saw because I saw the same thing. And and then you start to peel back the artist himself. Yeah. Now I'm starting to look at where this dude comes from because obviously I could tell, okay, this dude's a, he's a homie from somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then as you start to draw back where he comes from and then what you're looking at, there's a very, very, there's a line, bro. There's, there's a distance there between. Right, you got to keep that mic, bro. There's a distance <laughs> between what I'm watching and listening to from where he came from. Right. And that's having to hop over and get through a lot of shit to deliver this piece right, of art. Right. Um, and that's so, what got me so, inquisitive. So now 
That is a lot of shit. And Baldacci, you know, it takes a lot of effort to look effortless. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. The only way you can really be effortless is that you put in a ton of fucking effort. Right. That's the Michael Jordan effect, right? Right. right. Oh, okay, let's stop fucking around. But the thing is, is what Steve's pointed out is that where you came from to where you are now is a great, great journey. A right. saga. Would you agree with that, my good man? Yeah, most definitely. Was, where did you start out at? Like, what's yeah, he talking about? Where, where are you yeah. from? Definitely, I started at the bottom, bro. And, you know, I'm, I'm from South Central LA, Florence District. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on in that area and a lot, you know, a lot of negativity. I mean, there's also positivity, of sure. course. You know what I'm saying? Sure. There's, there's, or there's negative, there's positive as well. And it just, you know, it just struck me to where, you know, me, me, me coming from that, you know, area and environment. Um, especially in the time frame where we grew up, the what's, 90s. What's like the, time, the 90s, 90s is when we were on the streets. Yeah, that was, doing that's our when it was intense, that was definitely right? the, Yeah, that was the worst time, you know what I mean? And the worst for some, the better for, for others, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and like I'm saying, and now that it, that it you know, it's getting me where, where I want to be, like, I, of course, I, I had to go through a whole bunch, you know. I, I've, I've been in and out of the system as a kid, as a juvenile, as an adult. Um, and been, and where, where's Florence for, because we got people that listen in Indonesia. So right. for people that don't know L.A., where exactly is Florence? Um, Florence, it's, it's, it's actually its own community, you know. It's um, the Florence District, actually. It's like uh, close, to, close to Huntington Park, okay. Southgate, you know. Like yeah. south of L.A. proper? It's south L.A., yeah. That's that's basically the proper. And somebody told me that the, 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 the Florence, I mean, I don't, I'm like, Steve, give me the high sign. But somebody told me that the, the, the homies, the Florence homies, are like one of the biggest organizations out there. Is that right or is that wrong or is that is that not on, <laughs> is that too on point or what's that? It, uh, no, it's uh, it's definitely on point. I think what he's trying to get at is that I think with, with cutting right to the thing, yeah, yeah. The, the Florence district and and the neighborhoods that are in there, they're very large. Group, right, that's uh, what I was uh, told. Yeah, it's a, just a, it's just a big hood that he comes. We from. have we have a lot of land. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's yeah. what really what we had over like a lot of the other you know surrounding gangs or whatever. Like a lot of the surrounding gangs, they had like smaller areas. Right. You know, rather than Florence, you could get on a, the metro, the bus, so you could drive plane, five minutes. Down the, the hood, street and you know still I mean? be in Florence. You run, right. you run through like several different jurisdictions of police, like LAPD, sheriffs, fucking Bell Garden Cross police. City lines. You, just, you know, it's just so the size, yeah, the size of, uh, of a group of individuals. Let's just say is partially determined by actual land area. And Florence had a lot of land. Very much. We have a we we still did that to put this a particular day. stamp on the identity from people from Florence to having that much space. Yeah, that and then you know the the. The homies that paved the way for us in the system for, you know, when we when we enter the system, we definitely have a, you know, a nice reputation and, and had a, you know, a, there was a better a na- stay. A right. Better there was stay. a lot of representation because there was more at a larger land. So as a result, it was a little bit things were hollowed out in Greece. So it was easier to get from way before things. us. You know right. what I mean? Like I'm talking generations before us that mm-hmm. it just they planted that seed and pretty much it grew. You know what I mean? And now it's like. You know, going, like I said, going to in and out of the system, it was like a lot less pressure than I'm sure that it was on other people that weren't as fortunate to right. be able to walk into these type of... Didn't know. have anybody that could recognize right, them. Right, right. You know? And now, especially in that area, you know, there's a lot of positive coming out of that, that area now because especially of all right the now. stuff that's gone, all the things that have gone through before mm-hmm. finally people are starting to realize like all right and trying to get to these youngsters like hey like this ain't 
Right. This ain't what it. This ain't what it is. Like we already did all this all right. and figured it out. Like yeah, we did the same thing, but we figured it out. So now we're trying to show you guys it's different. And and a lot of good is coming out there. They got peace treaties that that you know when 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 the war was kicking off. Every you know news media outlet was out there. Fox Eleven's doing specials on it, and, and you know they're they're pushing this black against brown, black against brown. Mm-hmm. When really it was never black against brown. It, it was, was more a gang one gang team, against you know? another gang. Right. And now those two gangs have finally figured out that unless they come together and and figure it out themselves, uh, it ain't never going to happen. Ain't nothing going to change. And right. people's children that are going to keep that dying. That might be the way the power structure wants it. And and, and now and, and, and I'm pretty sure they hate that that. You know, the power structure hates that, that there's peace on the streets out there now. That's why, they, that's why they elected Trump. Man. They bring someone in to it's fuck it interesting, bro. It's interesting just for a second what he just said because Fox 11 News yeah. da, 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 are all down there on some negative shit. Until now. Not but one, they coming not down one story on the peace treaty. There was a, there's there's right. been huge yeah, meetings, listen, monumental meetings in, in, listen, in street culture. Is. And, it is fucked up. You're right. But you know what? I got to be honest and say that the news does that to everything. Yeah. Of right. course, of course. Right now, the news isn't covering the two-thirds of the people that are staying home and trying not to get sick. They're covering a couple of fat white people, like five <laughs> fat white people with a gun that went down to the Capitol. Right, right, right. Because right, right. no, they're trying to drive ratings. So. And, and that's why platforms like this are so important because it, it helps shed a light to the, to the things that Absolutely. mainstream media is not going to cover. Yeah. So coming up in Florence in an intense time, I would imagine that your parents steered you away from... Uh, those kinds of activities was that the case? Yeah, I could say my my mother did. My mother, my grandparents, my father. You know, he he was part of the the whole get up. You know what I mean? My dad was always in prison. My dad, when he would come home, it would be for a few months, and he'll take us to the park. And smoke. how old were you around that time? Uh, probably like about seven years old, six years old. He would take us to the park and play handball and smoke his weed and. You know, we would just have to sit there with my other home, older homies, little kids, you know, whoever was there, and we'd just hang out and watch what they did. And it was like, you know, definitely uh, an inspiration because I know my dad was a good, solid dude, you know. I mean, and I kind of wanted that that lifestyle for myself because I, I, I enjoyed seeing the respect and the and the um, mm-hmm. love that he got from the other homies, you know? But uh, what does it do to a seven-year-old boy to see his father incarcerated? Like, what does that mean to you? Did you, did you, um, what, what does it feel like? I mean, to be all, uh, to be completely honest, yeah. like, he was really, really gone, like, a lot of, like, a lot of years of my life. It didn't affect me like in a way to where I could say, oh my God, I hated my, my dad or sure. or anything because he wrote to us. He sent us pictures. He sent us um, picture frames made out of camel packs of cigarettes, mm-hmm. like just drawings. Like it was always good to hear from my dad. And, you know, my older sister and my older brother, they're they're not from my father, but, yeah. they, but they're my brother and my sister from my mom. And, you know, he, he raised them as his kids. They love him like, that's their dad. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, sure. I mean, they all got letters. They all got pictures. The same as, as I did and my little brother. Like, we all, we were all treated equally from my dad. And that's an, another reason I was never able to, like, turn my back on him or, you know. You know, my dad, in his mind, was always thinking that my mom tried to turn us against him. My mom never turned us against Why him. Why would never. he think that? Um, I think because he probably looked at himself as not the right role model for myself or something yeah, maybe yeah. you know because he was always gone and he probably figured oh you know what his mom is 
is telling him this or doesn't want him, you know? So hold on. So what you're saying in a certain way is that your dad was feeling uh, uh, like I'm not there and feeling the pressure or like he wished he could be there and then was projecting onto your mom. Right. Like, That's why oh, she must be telling them some kind of stuff. Right. right. Because he wasn't able to fully just grasp and say, you know what? I, I, I'm not there. And then you know what? I mean, you've been, you've you've done some time, so um, I would think that it. And Steve, you can talk to this. Uh, it makes complete sense. You know? And and you know, it's also like uh, it's us more feeling like they they should they probably should be telling them that yeah, because of what I, yeah, like, almost what you feel inside. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. right. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, so then your mom was. So so then okay so your dad's away so he's sending you love through the letters and through the other things, and you know a lot of times when we start going down into this discussion with guys who either I mean almost all guys be honest with you about that right. yeah every guy's got some kind of father positive and father negative stuff right, right? Mm -hmm. that's just part of it right. some guys dads didn't even go to jail they just took off with another hot chick and they're in the beaches of Central like at least at least you know on they they, right. they had the choice to come fucking right all right so but but now that you're in a seasoned guy that's got some perspective and all that stuff, right. what would you say in terms of what was missing or what could have been different for you in the terms of having a dad that has to go away? Like, what does that do for a young man? Well, I mean, the thing about it is that I had my grandfather at the house that that stood in for my for my father. You right. know what I mean? My uncles, right. like they were still there. They were still around and they, they guided me to the best of their ability. My grandfather was a stand up dude. He was like not he was straight from Mexico, you know what I mean? Like his he was real stern. He was real strict with everything that he, you know, his that those were his apartments where we lived at. Yeah. He owned them, he built them basically. So whatever his rules were, that's what had to go. So at at the same time I, I can't say that I, I missed the father figure because he was there as a father to me you know what i mean right and even though my dad was gone and in the system and you know we would get to visit him through visits and like i said phone calls and and, and letters and stuff i still didn't have that emptiness because of the simple fact that my, i had my uncles and my, my grandfather there to you know to stand up for me and take me to school and drop me off when he you know different 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 things that they were there for they kind of filled in the blanks for my father being absent at the the years that he was absent you know um my mom definitely hard worker two three jobs at a time to try to keep us in line and fed and clothed and bathed and everything you know the in the right in the right direction it's just i was so intrigued with the lifestyle that that um i was surrounded by because not only my dad but my sister my brothers you know that my older brother they, they were part of the gang too you know and i, and I just was really intrigued by it and, and mm -hmm. it definitely caught my attention at a really, really young age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started hanging out with the wrong crowds, you know, and living living that lifestyle. And it, and it brought me, it brought me a lot of, you know, um, negative things to my life, of course. Like what? Just, I got shot five times with an AK-47. Like, I've been in the system since I was 13 years old. You know, I'll, I'll leave for two three years come home for six months go back for another two years come back like i was always on the on the shit end of the stick it was mm. i never got that love where you get oh uh, go do 90 days or go do you know 30 <laughs> days now it was always you know yeah. go flip a couple calendars and come back yeah. you know well, let me ask you this then uh <clears throat> now I, I listen i'm 
with all respect, but I'm thinking right. about, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm thinking, did part of your definition of what being a man is include being put away from time to time? I had to learn to be a man. I had to, you know, I, growing up in, in that system, it, it's crazy because it kind of like, trick. it's tricky. So when you first go into the juvenile system, yeah. it's all about fighting your enemies. Mm -hmm. You fight yep. every single day. You 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 have to learn to fight. If you don't know how to fight, you're going to learn because people in there are going to either try to pick on you. They're going to try to take your shoes. They're gonna, there's going to be, you're going to bump heads with somebody in there. Right. So you got to toughen up. You got to kind of, you know, show people that you're not scared that you're not you gotta make you know, them gonna think be, twice before they're gonna right, ca cross your path right you know Got so it. so and that's in the juvenile system but once you hit the 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 you know the, the adult system it's a complete different ball game now the dudes you were fighting in the juvenile are your are your homies and those right. are the ones that are gonna back you up if something happens because mm -hmm. over there it's it's a different ball game now it's like a race thing you know it's it's a whole different right. situation right so you, you kind of kind of just build yourself off of that and 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 learn to be a man, you know, and, and learn how to have respect. And, like, I, I honestly enjoyed the adult system, of course, a lot more because, you know, you're you're able to just get, I mean, yeah, there's still riots and there's still other stuff. But at the same time, you're able to respect people more mm -hmm. than as you are in juvenile hall. It's just like. It's a little more It's orderly. an eye for an eye in juvenile mm -hmm. hall. And especially yeah. with us being in the system so young, like 18, 19, 20. We right. spent those years to where you're, you're developing who you are we spent those incarcerated and on on higher level yards where mm -hmm. structure is everything absolutely so we Respect were able is everything everything right, everything yeah. and i like to say i went in i went to prison as a as a punk kid i thought i and i was able to 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 learn real quick what mm -hmm. what it you know and, I, and i've learned some lessons in in what's being the, locked what's up the that, worst lesson would you way you're talking sound like somebody might have given you a, a no it, it's just seen you see real quick how you know the first thing they told me was when i first sell i got don't let nobody call you a bitch. Don't let nobody. Don't let nobody call you a punk. Don't let nobody. Like, those are those are words where you, where you take off. And he told me if you're mad enough to fight somebody, you're mad enough to stab somebody. Yeah. So yeah. so those are things that that if somebody don't tell my wife somebody, that. And, and, <laughs> and and I me I was like a sponge. I soaked up game. Soaked yeah. up game. Yeah. Uh, so you know the 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 first person that that talked to me out of name, I put metal in them like like he told me to. And and after that it was like like. Now you start now now the the homies start seeing oh this this youngster about it and they start giving you games start teaching you and that was at a time where the homies still tried to make you instead of instead of trying to make you a crash dump, yeah, crash test dummy right. yeah right. so right. so wait 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 what what were you saying about that no, I said they gotta build you it's 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 not about breaking people it's about making people like that's you know a lot of people well like for for my example as far as like the system wise I've been to state prison and I've been to federal prison I've right. been to both okay now in state prison for some reason some odd reason there was always homies trying to make you get high you know they want you to do you know they want you to slam with them. They want you to get down with them. You know what I mean? And they want you to call your mom and tell your mom you broke somebody's TV. And they, they give you every excuse in the book to try to get money from your mom. Right. You go to the federal system. It's people trying to give you money, like work. Here, make some money off this. Don't get high off of it. It's a different ball game. Like it's, mm. what do you, it's what do you so account, crazy. What, what's the reason for that? I mean, I think maybe because there's more money in the federal system. I, that's really the only thing I could think about it because... You know, there was there in the state. It's a lot. 
it's 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 thugging. You know what I mean? It's thugging in the state, and it's like every man. You ain't getting the feds' attention unless money's moving. So they ain't going after nobody that that ain't. So all the people that are we're all in like white collar crimes in there. You know what I mean? How you get up in the morning, like in the in the state, you get up in the morning. People are going to their little jobs or whatever, and then it's. All the bums go to the yard, bro. We all go to the yard, sit on the on the wall, play basketball, you know, handball, play cards. But in there, it's like you see people watching TV, looking at stocks, writing stuff down. That's in the feds. Yeah, Bernie Madoff. Yeah, they're getting on the phone, calling their, their whoever it is, keeping control of their books, and hey, do this, put, put this here. Like this, it's it's insane, bro. That's so it's wild. just a com- complete different setup, you know. You have any stock tips from your time? <laughs> <in bed? laughs> nah, I, I just honestly when I in the feds, we had weights where I was at, so I that was the first thing I just was attracted. To the weights, I went straight out there, start playing with the weights, and yeah. you know, try to eat a little bit better, and try yeah. to. I got my my size, and came home and lost it. You know what I'm saying? No, okay. So check it out. We got a lot of a lot of dudes, you know, in a lot of television, and a lot of movies, and all this other kind of stuff. Where you know, the AK-47 is prominently featured. Everybody knows what the AK is. You know, Ice Cube's got that. I didn't even have to yeah, show yeah. you, right? Okay. But you got shot five times. What's the real? What do people not understand about the AK-47 and getting shot? What what don't they understand? The AK-47 is made to destroy. Whether or not I don't I don't I do not know other than the grace of God how I survived them shots. Right. Like I think it was just not my time to go. You know, it, it's definitely made to destroy. I'm missing a kidney. Um, I'm missing a spleen. I got half a liver, half a pancreas. Both my lungs collapsed. My aorta, I guess that's like a main like uh, vessel here in the, like in our. Yeah, that's our, like, if that gets severed. My, mine was torn apart. What? Yeah, I had a doctor. He was one of the top 50 in the world. He was a Hispanic from Brazil. His name was Dr. Asensio. He was there giving like a, I don't know what you call it, a seminar or whatever it was that he was doing, teaching the younger doctors what to do. When they when they wheeled me in, yeah, they said this one's basically done, and he was like, "No, let me work this," and he he did his thing, man. Wait I, a I owe him my life. This is the wildest story I've ever heard. That's crazy. First of all, Steve, check Baldacci's pulse because he just. Like, <laughs> I don't even yeah, know. Like, you're yeah. still alive, yeah, man. Like, man, how do you live without like a spleen and a half a lung? Well, like they said that. So my both my lungs collapsed. Um, they had me on breathing, like on bre- tubes, tubes inside of my, on the side of my chest. Um, I'm missing the spleen and then the half a liver and the, and then the pancreas. They said that grows back. Yeah, I guess over the years. Liver you know? does grow. back. I don't drink, so I'm thinking maybe that helped as mm-hmm. well. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't drink. I mean, once in a while I will, but not like to, to party and just keep drinking like right, that. You're you know not what doing I'm shots yeah. of Patron. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have, but. <laughs> <laughs> Not like on a daily basis, or not like that's not my thing, you know. Right. I smoke Special weed, but, cases yeah, yeah. So I, I think. With, Do you have to be careful with what you eat and shit I, like I, that? I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I yeah. don't. I eat all kinds of food, like you tortillas know what I mean? like, and fucking hot spicy man, I, shit. I eat all that shit, and it's like I, I know I probably should be taking care of that. You know what I mean? Over the years, it was like, I mean, I still feel certain things sometimes you like know what, what I mean like, well, what like, mean? like I'm diabetic now I wasn't you know like diabetic's tough yeah no most definitely you know and I have like neuropathy problems like with my nerve damage and stuff like that that I'm, I should also be taken care of but does it hurt like on a daily oh, yeah, basis every day but what you gotta know when, when he came out of a coma he was paralyzed on half of his body like he couldn't move half of his fucking did you, body and did you have to do like therapy to work out all that shit or well see when I when I went um, when they did the, the when I was half paralyzed from like one side of my body that was because 
because of a nurse that tried to walk me after a few weeks of only me, me being in the hospital, me being shot after just like that. She started unplugging all kinds of stuff that what? she wasn't supposed to. Fuck. And she sat me up and she was telling me, oh, we're going to take you for a walk right now. And I couldn't talk because I had tubes right. everywhere, ears, mouth, nose, like everywhere. What was I it, like tubes. her first day on the job? Man, I would think, bro, to be honest with you. Was she, she fine? She was an old lady. So, she, <laughs> she, you know, she walked up and she starts pulling out all these tubes and I'm like looking at her like shaking my head no. Did somebody pay her money to go in there? Man, uh, I would I wouldn't doubt it, bro. I would I would not doubt it cuz after she was pulling these tubes, I'm I'm trying to tell her no because I couldn't speak it to her. So I had to just basically wave my you no know, nod my head and tell her no. And she's like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And I'm like, no, like no, no, no. And finally like I I just I I seen fucking white and I passed out and the doctor came and got me back and he was like oh man you flatlined on us man you know so I flatlined he, <laughs> you better tell nurse fucking death right. over there she almost yeah. killed me yeah. so they made me they, they asked me to move like my right right side and my right hand and my right leg so yeah. I did so and then they told me oh move your left side and, and I wasn't able to like it wouldn't budge so he was like oh we're gonna they send me to a um, Long Beach Memorial Hospital and they put me in a diver's tank they put me at a, like at an angle I don't know what degree angle it was but it's like a like What's what, what is that like? Is that horizontal? Like diagonal. Not, yeah, diagonal. Yeah, like a forty-five degree angle. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. So they they put me like that. They put a movie over the screen because it's like a like a tunnel. Yeah, you know that you're in. They put a movie on, um, and like within seconds I was passed out because I guess they put like they gas it or something. I don't know what they do. Did but they it, put like breathers on you, like a like a scuba gear shit on you, um, or what? I can't remember to be Man. honest with you. I don't think so though. They Man, just that's put like me, how they made Wolverine, bro. So what so it was on. was an air bubble went to my brain, and that that was the reason. So when she took off all these plugs and everything out of me, that's what made the air bubble rush to my brain and made <sighs> me half paralyzed. So when they they had to <sighs> they had to <sighs> pop that air bubble with that with that um, divers tank, right? Damn, so the dude. Right. yeah the divers tank. They did it. They pulled me out. He's like, move your right arm. I moved it. Move your right leg. I moved it. Move your left. And it still wouldn't budge. So they put me back in there. I guess they cranked that bitch up again. Yeah. And then this time that they brought me out, I was back to normal, bro. How the fuck did doctors ever figure out, oh, we turned them this way? Because the bubbles arise. Because people get the bends when they scooted out. They go too deep. They go too deep. They go too quick. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. But it's just crazy how, like, they're like, oh, you're paralyzed because the bubbles. So we just need to put you in here. Yeah, that's insane. I don't understand. It's crazy, that. Yeah, but bro. what's even crazier is they have all that figured out, but they haven't figured out to stop the old nurse from going in yeah, and pulling shit. Man. I'm like, man. Yeah, and you know what? Everybody hey, was like, oh, you should sue them. But it was like, man, I was so happy to be alive and happy that that doctor brought me through. I was like, nah, I ain't suing them. Thank right. you. Thank you. Man. Right, you know right, 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 like, right. I, I was appreciative of that. Yeah. And it was like, that doctor told me two things that I remember. Really. Hey. He told me, you owe me your, your diploma. And you don't gangbang no more. He told me that. And I told him yes to everything while I was there. You know? <laughs> if he was to see me now, because I didn't look like this when I got shot. Like what? He, he would probably flip. He would probably, probably give that expression Doctor, you just gave. Dr. Essential? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Essential. Essential. I want to find him. Shout out What's to Dr. Essential, man. Yeah, yeah. For real, man. Yeah, man. Because if he wouldn't have pulled you through, we might not get this great music, dog, yeah, today. Or this great interview. Yeah. Yeah. But hold on a second. All right. So... 
listen, if you change your mind, because obviously you went and got some uh, tattoos and all that other stuff, right. so if you change your mind about the lawsuit, just grab one of my cards on the way out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I wouldn't even be able to remember the nurse or the... Worry, you know, I got a P.I. <laughs> oh, so Where's that card again? <laughs> <laughs> listen, you don't know it. I might yeah, he's the man. Right? We'll the get man. you a new, uh, your own studio. Man. <laughs> right? Fuck around with these other assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. But then now take us to how did you get shot by the AK, which is meant to destroy? What were the events that led up to that? Well, I was just, I, I honestly, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, mm. sitting in the car and then, man, honestly, did not know who came up, did not know who these people were, just out of nowhere, this shit just happened. And it was, it was crazy, man. The car had 36 holes in it. Holy oh, there was like, two AKs. Yeah, there was yeah, two AKs. One on each was, side of the car. There were, I was surrounded with, Fuck, you know, man. with bullet, bullet mm. fucking flying at me you know and it's like um were you driving alone no i was in the passenger i was with two of my homies and my home my, both of my homies they you know thank god they, they didn't even get a scratch on them get the what? fuck out yeah and it's crazy because me and one, my homie that was in the back seat were arguing over the front seat like right before that because we stopped and got something to eat and i was like nah move man get in the back and he was like oh let me shit in the front I said, man, man get, get your ass in the back so he got in the back mm-hmm. you know later on he thanked me because <laughs> yeah. he's like man yeah, yeah that would have been your ass mr yeah. post man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you man. know what that's like that's like uh in that richie valens story when they were gonna get on the plane with buddy holly and everything yeah, 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 lost yeah. the coin toss and the big bopper got on yeah. the bus and everyone yeah, died yeah, in the yeah, yeah 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 that's crazy, crazy, bro. man it's uh Man, dude, and you know why I know something, dude? I mean, I know a lot of people that gotten shot, and we have a friend of mine. I have a close comrade of mine from Culver City. His name is Caesar. Shout out to C's right now. Right. And we're having him on the show, too. And he's one of the only cats that I know that got hit four times with an AK, and that had to sew his foot on, his shoulder. Yeah. You know, like a lot of shit happened, dude. But you just, you hear about shootings, but you don't hear a lot about multiple sh- being shot by an AK, bro. And the person standing in front of you telling you Survive, the story just right. doesn't happen much, bro. Right. And when I kind of heard a, a little bit about the story, I was like, fuck, man. Like, it's just heavy, dude. That's a, that's that's heavy-ass artillery, bro, that's used for fucking fighting wars. We all know what's up with those, you right. know? Um, right. Man, well, dude, I mean, that's heavy about, duty. The thing about the thing about what, he, what, what Baldacci's saying, though, if there's 36 shots, that means that this wasn't a semi-automatic. This is automatic. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Well, hey. see, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of the help came from so the the, the spe- two of my shots that went to they hit me in my back went through the speakers. They, they went through the trunk, the speaker box, and two seats before they hit my back. So you got slowed down so a little slowed bit. Slowed them down big mm-hmm. time. You know, I tripped out because you know all the time in the system I ran into very rarely ran into. I ran into I think maybe two people that also got hit with AKs. Mm-hmm. But bro, they were like their whole shoulder was either gone or right. the way you were saying like they're pieced. You know what I mean? And right. Me, I wasn't right. like right. all of my shots. So when they open my stomach, if you look at my stomach, the scar from my stomach, you could tell it's not a regular scar. So, you know, I ran into a lot of homies that got zippers. Zipper, you know, right, and right. they're they're thin little line. No, mine was just like they cut it with an exacto and just try to hurry up and get in there you know right, what i mean right, like my right. stomach so that's that that's where i know like i could see like the difference you know what i mean and especially all the organs and everything that that were you know right. messed up and stuff but, the reason why uh uh mikhail kalishnikov made the ak-47 was because 
in war, 1941, the Russians got outgunned by the Germans, mm-hmm. right? They had a more accurate and a faster machine gun. So he went back to the drawing board and built the AK-47 for actual fucking war. Not like, oh, a nine millimeter or a fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you got hit five times and those, the ammo for a fucking AK-47 is actually a pretty big round. Yeah. Those, seven, are, those are man stoppers. 7.62, right, or something? Right, exactly. Yeah. So the fact that you survived, I think Dr. Asensio... Now he was there giving a seminar. Like he might not have been actually there. been there. No, he doesn't. He does not. He's not from here. He's from Brazil. Like right. he, he was just out here doing what it what it what it was. They were even trying to close down. I guess because the, they, if they would have took me to any other hospital, right. I think I would have died. Like you know Killer King. Right. Yeah, anywhere else but General Hospital. He was at General Hospital. That's where they took me, and. And they wanted to even shut down like the trauma centers after that. They had like my mom like write like a letter, to ex- you know, explain. And they were doing it for, with a lot of different people. But I guess they they wanted her to like tell them how much of of a, you know a blessing the, the the trauma places are. You know, right. and she did, I believe. And I don't I don't know if they ended up closing it down or not. But yeah, like that was that was a blessing to actually go to that hospital and be seen by Doctor Asensio. Like he he definitely was. He's the man. By chance. Like, by chance, the speaker's in the backseat. By chance, this doctor's in from Brazil giving some seminars. And, like, you a, know lot, a lot of by chances, bro. Right. A yeah, lot I mean, of the little stars aligning and some moments and seconds. I mean, that's yeah. hard luck. Yeah. yeah. That's hard luck. Right there. Hard luck. That's hard luck. That's that, hard luck for real. That, 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 well, you got, and you got to think, the same year he got shot, within six months he was in prison already. From getting from from recovering Wait, or getting what? shot. Yeah, I got, what? I, I went I went to the system right away. I'm, it was eight months later actually. I I um got caught with a pistol. You know what I mean? I was. I mean, of it, course, you just got shot up by a fucking yeah. AK. You ain't gonna walk around. I couldn't even protection. walk. Like I was in the wheelchair. This is what's crazy. The doctor said that I wasn't even gonna walk anymore. You know, and I was in the in the wheelchair for maybe like a month and then on the walker for like six days and then my one of my homeboys girls came to my house and they they wrapped a sheet around me and was like no you're gonna walk bro like we're gonna try to walk you and they wrapped the sheet around me and pushed me a couple steps and that from that it went to the walker and then i was back to running around jumping out of cars and back to i was back to normal and Mm -hmm. i went to prison real quick i was i was sucked up bro like i i looked sick if you would see me you would think like i had something else or like i you know like you were on something yeah you know what i mean like my eyes were sunken in but it was because i lost 16 pints of blood damn you know, I lost 16 pints of blood, and it was just, it was it was a mess. Man, that's crazy. So you went from never going to walk to a walker to a pistol to, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the pen. And man, and I went to the pen a few times after that. Like, it was just, it was like, but I, I, I honestly think what, everything everything happens for a reason, and I met a lot of good. You got that when I, you get hit by an AK-47, right. and the Brazilian doctor just happens to be in town right. giving There's a no seminar. way around that, you yeah. know? And, and yeah. I, like, I feel like I went back to the system and met people that, you know, actually changed my life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, now I'm out here and, you know, connecting with a lot of, you know, other people, you know, and, and making a positive out of all this. Like sure, who that's would, me and him met in the system, 2002. Who positive, right. you know? So, okay, all right, so let's fast forward, man, to, okay, let's fast forward now, Baldacci, to when you get out of your last, when was your last prison term that you got out from? Uh, the actual term, right? Right, yeah. So, 2011, I came home from federal prison, um, 
and that was my last actual term. I did a couple violations after only to try to kill my paper because federal probation is worse than parole. Why? Like they're on you like flies on shit, bro. They they do not play. They drug test you for everything. Like you can't smoke weed. At least on parole, I was able to smoke some weed. Like my PO didn't really trip as long as I pull up and go. You ain't tested for no hard drugs. They don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. You know they don't sweat you as much. But federal probation. And not only that, I had a probation officer that was you know. And I don't look at all of them the same. I I honestly do feel there's some out there that are willing to help you or try to help you. Right. I had one that was a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And him, he would come to my house and say that my house was too clean. That What? Yeah. He said, you're up to something. Why is your house Mm -hmm. so clean and so intact? He's like, if I can't catch you doing something good, I'm going to assume you're doing something bad. And I told him, (laughs) I don't really get that. Like, he tried everything to keep me Going back to the system, he he tried to take me to jail for making an album. What? Because he said I what? didn't let them know about it or something. And I'm like, bro, I'm I'm doing my stuff. Like, I, yeah, I'm on probation. And because he's like, oh, you you know, you're gonna be in studios where they're smoking weed, and you're gonna be this yeah. and you're that. Yeah. And I'm like, look, as long as I'm giving you these clean tests, mm-hmm. what's the you difference? Guys, you you guys test for weed. You know what I mean? Like, I had to smoke spice for three years. Three years. Bro, I just didn't want to go back. I knew what I wanted, and I was like, man, I, I was smoking some shit that was taking me to another planet, bro. Like, What's that, spice like? Oh, it's crazy, bro. Like, I... People pass out from hitting it one time. Yeah. And I had to smoke 30 blunts a day of that shit. What does it do to you? It, it would... At first, it wigs you out. It makes you trip a little bit, but... Like after the second and third time that you smoke it, it gets you like a weed high. Yeah. Like you get hungry, you know, you get the munchies, you're yeah. high laughing at shit. Like it just, but it's, I don't know what it is, bro. Cause it's like a, it's these chemicals in right. that, in that shit that are fucking tearing you up. Like right. now I'm suffering from my teeth because of that. Like a lot what of my te- pieces of my teeth will fall yeah. because of that. You know what I mean? Like from the that, spice. Yeah. Because I guess the, the enamel, I don't know what it is that there was in, these chemicals that, that just tear up destroy your... Destroy your teeth. They destroy them completely. What bro. does it like, taste like? Um, it's... It, that's kind of hard to explain. The smell is like an incense. Yeah. But the smoke... Um, it's like... Have you ever smoked a beady? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like smoking a beady, right. you know? Yeah, but dude, it I just, went to India and I smoked beadies like it was going out of fucking style. Yeah, I used to bro. like beadies until I heard they make your lungs bleed or something oh. like that. I, I was little smoking them. I have like one, half a lung now, dude. <laughs> so, you and me both. So, okay. <laughs> right. So, so here's what I want to get at. Is Here's what I want to hear from you about. It's like, on your last... You said earlier on, you were like, okay, so on the last term you got out and you would... You had either made some decisions, I don't know, maybe you made some decisions towards that term or an end of the term, or maybe you made those decisions when you got. Tell us, like, how does that, how did it come? How do you get to the place where you're like, you know what? I'm stepping out of myself. I'm about to turn things around. I've decided that I'm making a conscious decision about my life and where I'm going. How do you get, how did you get there, man? Well, the f- this is, this is what's a trip. Like, a, my, my first, time in in the state like when i did my time and i came home i told myself you know what i'm gonna get out there and i'm gonna ball i'm gonna make bread 
whether mm-hmm. it's illegal, whether it's legal, whatever the fuck it takes, I'm going to get out and make some money. Right. So I did, but it was illegally, you know? So I got caught up again. I went to the feds. When I, while I was in the feds, like I said, you run into a lot of people that are, you know, business mindset, people that already been dealing with the music, people that know the game in and out. And I soaked up game from everybody. Like mm-hmm. they would tell me, oh, don't take a 360 deal or, oh, don't do this. And I, so I took all that into consideration. I came home, but before I came home this time, I, I said, if I did it the first time when I said I'm going to go home and ball, whether it's illegal, illegal, whatever, I did it. I was mm-hmm. balling. Mm-hmm. So I said, I could do this again. But I said, this time, I'm going to have some boundaries. This time, I'm going to do this shit legit. Right. And you know what? With God's grace, things are starting to you know get good. All this, all these things that are going on with my music, with Esteban Oreo, you know, big shout out to Esteban. He, he's he's brought us you know a long way with him Mm -hmm. and just you know everything everybody's you know helping out everybody's pitching in their their love and their 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 time and attention you know Mm -hmm. um that's that's been a blessing you know a lot of a lot of people have gave a helping hand and it's really appreciated you know my boy Tony from Crazy Girls as well. He's you know he's given us a lot of Crazy Girls. Lot. Yeah, yeah, that's my partner right there. Man. Hey, is that that is that that place that's up on in L.A. On? In Hollywood? Yeah, yeah Oh man, I've driven by that so many times. I've always wanted to go <laughs> yeah. in there. Bro. Oh man, we had we had a good time there. Like every every uh, Wednesday we were there, and you know we had a a nice little little run, you know, chilling there. And my boy would get us a booth and have us, you know, just doing our thing in there. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to women in a place like Crazy Girls, just theoretically, we're not going to go into any actualities, all right? But just from a theoretical standpoint, Mm What's the like? Is there is there a thing to look for? Like, cause I got some some of my friends. They think they're like you know crazy girl experts. You know what I mean? Like right, they're right. like, oh, I let me show you what to do. You gotta <laughs> you gotta hold back the dollar for a long time. <laughs> to make you can't jump at the first one. You gotta buy. Right. I got guys that like. Is there any kind of like? Re- no, re- no. This is what you look for. Really, to be honest with you, those women are there to do their job. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. And them. You know, finessing you, making you think that they like you or that they're into you, that's their job. You know what I'm saying? And it's like everybody walks out of there like, oh, you seen how old girl was looking at me? (laughs) No, no. She's doing her job, my boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's the truth, bro. Like, I learned that really when I was a a lot younger because, you know. Everyone loves a Baldacci saying, right? Yeah, right there. There you go. That's love, man. I, I have a female cousin that was a stripper and mm-hmm. when we were younger she you know would invite us over there not to see her of course but right. you know to invite us to have yeah. fun out there and she would always tell us like don't spend your money on here these girls they're not gonna leave with you afterwards mm-hmm. right they're not interested in you like right. they're here to make their money and get up out of here so I right. learned very young and not to even get my hopes up or think anything otherwise right. or even if the female's staring at me or looking at me and smiling like I know it's part of their job and I respect that you know what I'm saying right yeah, that's their it. get down yeah. right you right. know so that's fascinating man so but, so you yeah it is uh, so you <laughs> <laughs> but that's where that's where actually I my mindset went to, to what, I, what we were talking about mm-hmm. is that I, I told myself I'm gonna get out here and I'm gonna make it happen again but this time it's gonna be legit right. and you know thank God things have been been falling in but place. But was there was there a person? Was there an experience? Was there a moment that crystallized that decision? Like, did you see somebody and you're like, "This fucker's rich and he's yes, doing"? Okay, there was. Tell My, me about I, that. I, I have a friend that that you know I was in the federal system with. Um, he's a millionaire, like multi millionaire, and um, he's probably not the the straightest guy with 
like whatever it is, how he became a millionaire or whatever, but yes. he's a millionaire. And, right. you know, I've seen, it was funny because I used to open up magazines, like FHM magazines, and be like, damn, look, this chick is hot. And right. dude, dude will be standing there and he'll be like, oh, I've already been with her. And I'll be like, come on, bro. And he'll be like, come with me to my cell. So I'll go to his cell. He'll pull out his little black book with her number mm. and her address. <laughs> and he was not playing. Right. Like he's been around everywhere. Like he's... He's the man. You Do know you what I mean? Do you share any secrets about, like, like listen. Hold these, on a minute. Let him finish this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm just curious. I he just, to. he took a real, like, interest <clears throat> in me, my music, because he would see me go to the back of the unit and be rapping with another one of my friends that played a guitar. And I had a crowd, and not only were there Mexicans, but there was blacks, whites, any race that was in that unit was yeah. there to watch me rap. Right. And he took a liking to it, so he introduced me to one of his... Well, his, his attorney, and his attorney came to see me. His attorney's David Kenner. You know who David Kenner is? Uh, uh, I don't. He was uh, like the death row, um, okay. Tupac, okay. and okay. all of their attorneys, you know, uh, Easy e like. So dude came to pull me out of my, my, my cell one day and had a meeting with me, and it was like, um, you know, my friend told me you can rap. Can you let me hear something? So he had his, uh, <laughs> his assistants with him, which was a white lady and a white dude, and he told me, can you rap something? So I did. The white lady was bobbing her head, and so was the white guy, like mm. both of them. And he couldn't believe it. He's like, you know what? You got these white people bobbing their heads to your music. Like, mm. can you rap another song? So I did another one. And he was like, what are you doing in jail? Like, And I was like, my time, really? You know what I mean? Like, I'm. <laughs> so he ended up saying, you know, what if I could get you a, um, out on bail, and I could get you to work with... Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent, these type of people, would you be willing to work with them and then come back and do your time? And I was like, well, of course, I got to do my time regardless. Right. So why wouldn't I want that and, and still come back and be able to do my time? Like, yeah. But I had already postponed my, my um, case f like for so long, like we dragged it out for a while that the next time I went to court, I had to get sentenced. There was no more postponing or nothing. So after you get sentenced, there's no more bail. Right. So he told me, oh, just keep in touch with me. You know what I mean? I know you're going to go away for a while because I got 60 months, which is five years. Yeah. So um, I didn't do that. He told me to keep in touch when I got closer to like the six months to getting out. And I called him every day. <laughs> I talked to him every day in my life more than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I would call him, talk to him, see how he was doing. And to where he was like, Baldy, you're like a son to me now. You know, and I came home and, you know. He has a lot of um, things going on with himself in the industry and just that I, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like he tried to lead me in the positive fashion ways, mm -hmm. like side, you know, different ways. But it just it didn't happen. I kept pushing and you know what I mean? And kind of made things happen for myself. Like I, I couldn't really depend on just one person you know right. what i mean i had to tell myself hey you know what if one thing don't work try you know try another door that's mm -hmm. it try another door just that's keep pushing and, until you know one of the doors is going to open one that's of them it. you know not all of them are going to stay locked you know eventually sometimes you got to cut a fucking hole in the wall and just make a door true and i told that to john when we started i said we're going to keep knocking bro until they let us in and if they don't then we're just going to have to kick the damn door down what the fuck is John doing? He's got like a. It looked like a shady. Look, shady John looked like he got a. Uh, he's got like an airplane, like little tray, and he's got like. What are you doing, Shady John? Rolling a blunt. All right, okay, it's fine. You know, none of us are the police, homie. You can say whatever the fuck. That shit's legal now, so don't you know? Don't he's like covering the mic with his hand. He's like, hey man, uh, uh, listen, uh, um, you know. 
that's interesting that um so so basically though essentially if we're going to crystallize what you're saying down to a point which is the reason you were able to make a choice to say, like, you know what, I'm going to put some boundaries up, was because you got the attention and the respect and the and the and the callback from certain individuals that showed you that you really do have a path uh, for music, and you don't have to go back, and you can set some boundaries. And why don't you really try making it happen this time? Right, and right? then seeing all of his pictures of these. Phantoms and Rolls Royces and ghosts and just everything that he had made me want that, you know, right. like and I came home and I was in the halfway house and he would pick me up from the halfway house and like Rolls Royces to where the people at the halfway house were getting upset with me. Right. You're living above your means. I said, these ain't my cars. Like, right. what do you want Haters. me to do? Like they're picking. Haters. I'm supposed to be out looking for a job and I'm coming back with bags from Saks Fifth Avenue, like right. different right. stores, right. Are, you right. know, and they're like. Come on, like you're you're living above your means, and I'm like, I'm actually not. I don't have the money. I don't have the you know the. Just like my, it's, what's what's funny is that my probation officer, when at the time when I was on federal probation, he was like, "How are you telling me that you don't have money to pay for this ankle monitor? That you don't have money to pay for these classes?" But I go on your Instagram and I see a Bentley or I see this, and I tell him, "Well, once you start believing that type of activity from what you see, right. you become a fan, right. you know." <laughs> and I told him, right? I told him, yeah. "There's there's a point where you have to fake it till you make it, bro." Right. Whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, give me an example. I said, look, mm-hmm. let me give you an example. My best example to him was one day I was with one of my homies and we were driving. And I was, I mean, I always try to keep myself at least presentable. You know what I mean? I was sure. dressed nice. We were actually going to go get something to eat. And when we were, when we took off, I seen a Benny Hanna truck parked. I guess it had a flat tire or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I jumped out and took a picture next to it. And I put it on my social media. Right. And I put, hey, I got the Benny Hanna truck. Who wants to roll? Right. Mm-hmm. The whole world believed that, bro. They were on my <laughs> comments. Oh, pick me up. Pick me up. Right. How did you pay? What did you rent that for? Right, like, right, So right. it's it's all, you know. It's perception. All, Wait, perception parole, to the eye. parole officer actually believe the karate kid knew karate? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what, what I try to get. entertainment. Like, wait the <laughs> fuck up, son. Facts, bro. Real facts. Like, he just... His whole mindset was to destroy what I had going, and you know. You know what? Your parole officer is the kind of guy you can't take to crazy girls because he's going to take that shit that the girl's doing serious and think right? she yeah, likes it, right? Yeah, yeah, for real. So he's not going to get the picture. Sucker for love ass trick. <laughs> um, man, so. Dude, so where. I want to tell you, bro, I was down. <laughs> not not only. What, what really. What really is important is impressive or what is um inspiring is like just recently you know uh i was with esteban and we went down to the florence district mm. and we saw you and jonathan and we got to you know we got to spend some time esteban sp- spent a quite quite a good amount of time with you mm. i got to come down and you know i got to be in his surroundings you know right in a natural environment in a natural habitat. environment man yeah, right habitat. exactly man and and you know man to see to see his family his neighborhood yeah his community yeah um all you know supporting what he's doing bro right all congregated right you know um really supporting him and him having a couple people out of that group that I could tell that he really trusted and was supporting him, you right. know? Uh. Like your man Shady over here. And Shady John. To, to have that. And Esteban and 
and other people that were contributing, you know, and I found myself there wanting to contribute you as were, well. You were there. <laughs> um, it was really, man, it was really something special to see. Um, and I want to say this, and I want to say this in the right way, and, and I, you guys are all going to get what I'm going to say. When I, when I see the amount of work that you've done to get to where you get to, okay? Right. There's something about that where you almost want to get behind. You, you want to get behind the underdog because the underdog is making it happen no matter what. Right. So you might as well get behind because this motherfucker is going to do it. Right. So it, it makes you want to. I'm going to tell you what the difference is right now. Motherfuckers come up to me and I'm at a 7-Eleven and some motherfuckers just laying on the floor. Hey, man, you got a dollar, man? You got a dollar? I'm just like, you know, every now and then I'll be a nice guy. Maybe throw him a quarter. Oh, you know, my whatever. wife gets so mad right? when I give homeless dudes money. But it's like, I'm just not feeling it. But then another dude might come up, you know, when we get out, and he's like, hey, dog, he's got like the spray bottle, and he wants to do something. You know, he's like, it, hey, right. we gotta, and I'm like, I might not tell him, don't spray my car, but you know what? I got you, bro. You know, give him a couple bucks. Because he's doing for the himself. Tip. Yeah, the tip. And what I'm trying to get at is like, I, I want to help a motherfucker that wants to help himself, dog. Right, like right. if I see that in you, right. then I want to get behind you, and that's that's what I saw in many ways, bro. And I think that's like as I get to kind of understand you guys and get to know you, I felt that coming into it. Like these dudes are doing it, man. So I want to get behind it and push. And I just want to say, man, it's like it's I don't get to see it a lot. It's it's not often, especially from where we come from, bro. Mm -hmm. And um. We were having words about it earlier, man, and it's like, uh, I, I just know, man, there's just like a lot of hating out there. There's a lot of like, Dude, you sorry to say, man, brothers, my skin sometimes are the first to hate on somebody doing some, some crazy oh, shit, definitely. right? Yeah, but most that definitely. means that you're actually doing something. It, it, it does, but I'm going a little but bit deeper than that, down, man. Yeah. yeah, and it's like this community of uh, uh, who I'm talking about, our community, is has been having trouble getting their space and we're having trouble getting our space not because anybody else maybe some of that is true yeah. but a lot of it starts from the interior we ain't helping each other right. out man and many times and it's like you know it's because people would rather get behind somebody that's that's not legit or not from somewhere because because of, of you know being from some from a neighborhood especially from you know from Florence mm -hmm. there's always been been hate like hey, from 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 everywhere. Of so course. somebody would would rather take that and be like, "Fuck him! I'm not gonna roll with him. He's from Florence. Never even listen to the music or listen to the music. Know that it's dope and still decide like, nah, he's from Florence. I'm gonna get behind this dude that's whack because you know he he says he's from here. Mm -hmm. And that's how we keep pushing the these these non affiliated motherfuckers that are speaking for us when and pushing out the the legit real. You know, authentic right. people. Right. Like, that's interesting. So that, it's that, and that's what, what he just said. Yeah, is really removing all the bullshit out of yeah. it and just putting out on our table and calling a spade a spade. Yeah, that's, that's what it is, bro. That, what like, we legit and, and it helps us, but it also hurts us. Right. It, yeah. it, it's yeah. we've, we've sat in meetings with with people that have more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime, and, and oh, man, they don't love put that, that out there in the universe. You, bro. you know, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know. like in that in that kind of, yeah. you know, I've, we've sat in these meetings with people, and, and they love that we're authentic, 
but we're a liability to them. They, they, they. So you're talking about a few different things. Yeah, how it can harm you. Oh, yeah, and yeah. You at the same Definitely. time. No, but it's making that, sense, right? It, no, it, it absolutely is. But at the and same. And then when we go back to the streets, mm-hmm. it, it hurts us because, like, ah, no, they, they're 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 from there. They affiliate with this place, so you know, it, it's it's so just a very fine to, line to walk. Definitely. That's why you can't try to please everybody. Yeah, and, and that's you what can. we learned exactly. And you want to know something? Let me tell you something. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna speak. I've I've found it to be true, bro. I found it to be true for myself, dog. And you know, and and I can't please everybody. So I'm gonna go out on a whim. I'm I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Sorry. But those those real real motherfuckers, dog, really that are about about it are the ones that show up. Exactly. And they're like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And there's some dudes that really ain't really about it that are picking and choosing. I think it might be on the the initial upfront. Okay, for instance. Maybe one of your the enemy neighborhoods ain't good, ain't as easy to to be rolling with you as it would be for somebody like me. I'm from a different area, completely, of course, right? Of course, that's okay. I get that too. But at the same time, even that, I I didn't know where you were from when I listened to the music. Right. I, the art, your 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 music is what got me, bro. Right. It was no. the music. Right. I don't give a fuck where this dude was from, bro. That music's hot. Right. And I've had the same thing go on. Culver City and with my enemies dog but if the music's bumping like I'm behind it you know what I'm saying and I think like as a community outside of the music man if 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 another homie seems like he's harder than you or he's dumber man I would post some pictures sometimes about Something I don't know, dog. And, and we do get a two yard talking about. Whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly. We got a lot of love. I was on a four yard, bro. Like I, I have to put a, how long I was in the shoe program. Yeah. Like miss me with that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, Run right. my name and figure it out. We've had that happen already right. too. We've already had that happen. So it's it's like the, if you're if you if you got a little bit more, on another, they want to hate on you, and that's like some real brown stuff, man. I see, like you know, you're from me, like. I don't know. It's like you're a little more machismo than me, so I'm gonna hate on you because you're more. I want more. Right, right. It's like this kind of thing, and I think like that's still getting tackled, bro. You guys, just like the way that that surgeon was there, you guys came into contact with Esteban. Esteban's gonna be heard no matter what, dog. Exactly. Right? And all that liability shit. Well, we don't need your studios because right. we'll go ahead and make this without you. Right. And the people, this is what the people want, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And. Um, I think that's what you're talking about. Platforms like this. And and in one of those meetings, one of those people gave us the best advice. He said, we'll walk you into, into, you know, whatever. And and what's your wish list? And we told him, he's like, that's weak. Like, keep doing what you're doing. It it may not help you right now. Keep doing what What you're you're doing doing. because now you guys are are a one of a kind. Now you guys are the ones that we're going to be coming to instead of you guys coming to us. Okay, let's check in. 1,000. Let's check in because there was a lot of discussion at different dog whistle levels with Mm -hmm. some coded language. Let's check in with old Blue Eyes, our resident (laughs) white dude, and see. Sean, did did you need any translations or were you following that? (laughs) Yeah, I was following that. For sure. All right, good. All right, so, okay, so good. We're good on that corner. Do you want to make any generalized translations for people out there? No, I, I think we're going to leave it right there. Uh, I think it makes sense. Essentially, uh, because you get it in the Indian community too, bro. Right. Right? Right. So, the, and you hear that stupid, and dude, if I hear the crab pot story one more time, 
where it's like one red dude's getting out and then the other the only reason why he can't get out the bucket is because another crab is grabbing him and bringing him back down <laughs> I hear that fucking shit yeah, one more yeah, time yeah. I want to hit someone in the face with my fucking whatever right. the point of the matter is is that that's true and I think that that's true of any community that's put into stress mm-hmm. right like you like like you could say Latin you could say Indian you could say even say like poor Asians there's a lot of poor Asians where it's like everyone's in a bad scenario You how do you know because you ain't got all the shit that's on TV Right. How do I right, know right. I'm the poor one? Because I, I look down the street and it doesn't look like anything that's on TV. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, yeah, you get, you have the politics part of it, right? Which is the setup for identities within that community. Then you have just generalized like, fuck, man, if this one gets out, then that really means that I'm the fucker. Cause, cause, cause if if you can get to the like if if Baldacci can put and and Shady John can put some energy behind what they're doing and they're actually making it, mm-hmm. then the excuse that I've been telling myself this whole time that the system's against me and that's stopping me is no longer real. It's exactly. not real. It, right. it, that's what right? fucks. That's what fucks right? with people. Right. That's exactly what fucks with people, bro. That. Go ahead. And once you we switched me. our focus from trying to to find a deal to like let's just fucking do this shit like right, let's just right, do it ourselves right. exactly. things have just been been smooth smooth that's it. smooth that's the uh, whole thing bro what, it's, 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 what, it's what that, you preach every day bro uh, because Steve and I listen on this podcast thing right Steve and I like we listen and, and Sean too I mean, we were fucking. We could talk a lot of shit, but not. We never did it on a microphone, right? And we didn't know anything about podcasts and fucking. You know, whatever. We ain't even in that age group or whatever the fuck yeah. you want to call it. And so then I had some Hollywood buddies and stuff like that from my. So I said, Steve, let's go down there. We got all suited up. We looked nice. We went to a special like little fucking Santa Monica, fucking Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills yeah. hotel, and met with him. We met with this director and his like assistant, blah 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 blah. And we had like an awesome conversation. That fat yeah. Welsh dude, right? Right. And that guy was like, I mean, and we were thinking like we need to set up, blah blah blah. And then they they laid out like what they think, and it was just fucking lame. Yeah. We were just like, man, ah, what? And so then I, me and Steve were like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, I'm like, we just, we could get, I, we got enough money to buy a microphone. Let's fucking just do what we want to do and see what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we have the great, illustrious Baldacci yeah. here in the offices. Absolutely. And of course, not, and. Yes. Right? The great and illustrious, uh, holy be thy name, Shady John. Absolutely. Rolling joints. I think I wanted wanted to say it just for a lot of different reasons. I wanted to get that topic out there. Right. But more than that, I want to demonstrate, and I think we are, and I think... uh, that, you know, I support you guys' music. Where you're from, I'm I'm already in, and I'm going to play a position to see this thing go forward. And I know that you guys, as we build this, you guys are the same way. With Steph, it's like, and we're going to build, bro, together, man. And it's uh, I think that you're a great example of that. You've had some ad- fucking real adversity. Like, you know, no, your your Christmas presents weren't stolen by fucking somebody on Christmas. You know, like, right. you've had some real adversities that you've right. had to push through. And it takes a certain amount of, um, it takes a certain amount of just, like, it, there's almost a surrender to it. Like, you almost have to surrender and go for what you know, man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And exactly. I, I've definitely, and there's a back part of that thing too, like coming from a neighborhood, that as you go down this path, bro, yeah. there's some people that are gonna find you no more legitimate with your street cred 
or you right. sold out or you done like you, now now you can't get at that dude and, and uh, I've had that shit I've had that shit too motherfuckers straight hating right. they yeah. won't say it but yeah. they're hating yeah. and I know they're hating dog you know yeah. what I'm saying right. and for me to move back and try to convince them is where I've lost that 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 is the real point and so exactly so I'm like Oh, okay. You know what? I have to leave because some, you sometimes you got to leave motherfuckers behind. So I keep on going, right? Yeah. But if I keep on going and I just stay sold to what I sold to, real's going to recognize real. And most times, bro, them fools that come back around and be like, all right, dog, you know, or whatever, dude. And if they don't, it's no big deal. Right. But I can't try and sell and please everybody because and explain to everybody. It's I an gotta, old maxim, goddammit. We hit it. What? Which is if you're going to fight, don't go into someone else's like safe territory where they're used to fighting from. Right. You can't change what you're doing. One, the minute yeah. you change to the, and I don't mean territory from actual geographical sense, I mean from where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. The minute you allow someone to di- dictate the rules of the game, oh, I got to go back and try to show you that I am for real because, but right, right. Uh, they won. Already, exactly. They won. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I got kind of a lightning round because we've had about the, I don't know. Do you have to leave? Quick, are you no, on a no, schedule? I'm right now. Okay. Let me. I got some. I just. I did my homework. Yeah. I did mm. my. I did my research. There you go. I did my researches. Right. Ain't no. You know. None of one of these like conspiracy theory fucking <laughs> YouTube researchers. I did some real research here. There you go. Now, rumor has it. Mm. Story has it. Right. And believe me, I, I ran these by all the censors, so I'm not gonna say anything disrespectful. Oh my <laughs> God, a man can survive AK-47. I don't wanna get on the wrong side. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was parallel. All right, here we go. All right. Rumor has it that in one day you got busted for Grand Theft Auto three times. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about that? Because I love that. Yeah, that was that was kind of crazy actually. I I got up in the morning, and uh, so the first one. The first one actually was with one of my homies that, that swooped me up, and we went rolling around a little bit, and then um, we seen, we ended up seeing a sheriff, so we seen the helicopter. We jumped off and kind of let the car go keep going by itself. <laughs> they, they, they caught. They ended up catching us. They took. Well, they ended up. I know they. Yeah, they did catch both of us. So they took us, and I was man. We were. I was young, bro. So. They kind of just got me for joyriding. Like it wasn't What's really young. No, What's young? I'm uh, 13 years old. Okay. You know. So they kind. Right. They kind of just get up out of here type shit you know <laughs> they took me to the station though you know and gave me back to my mom or whatever yeah. and then um later later on in the day it happened again me and one of my boys was running around driving by by the schools and shit trying to get at the girls and yeah we had a, like a stolen camaro or something like that and again <laughs> school police ended up getting us this time but they ended up transferring me again back to the same station, and the cops were like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> like, you know, didn't like, we just see you? Yeah, and and they let me go again. My mom picked me up again. You know, they were like, like we're not even. They gave me a ticket, I think, and said I had to go to court. So I'm like, all right. So the third time, my mom was basically like, "You ain't going nowhere," you know. And <laughs> I ended up still leaving. And one of my homies convinced me because he had the keys mm-hmm. to the car, so I mm-hmm. believed that it was actually his car. He's like, oh, we're going to go pick up my aunt. And I was like, all right, let's roll. So I jumped in with him, and we were on our way, and then the sheriff seen us, busted a bitch, and got behind us, and he was like, hey, just don't say shit, fool. They're going to pull us over right now. This car's not mine. I was like, oh, this motherfucker, man. 
I was like, this was crazy. So yeah. we ended up this time. Mom wasn't able to bail me out. No, bro. I was like, you're going to jail. Three times all you're out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. When I got to the station, though, the cops were making fun of me. They're like, man, we haven't even done shift change yet. Like, <laughs> we, we already came back three times. Like, man, that's this, a first. Yeah, right? that's, that's that, definitely a hard luck first, right, right there. Uh, for our listeners who are playing crime bingo, some of you have that square on your cards. Go ahead, mark that one off. Right. Yeah. How do you? Rough. And now, listen. And somebody was like, yeah. Lepke knew him and blah blah blah. How do you know Big Lepke? Cause he he knows everybody. How does Big Lepke? Who did? How is he connected to? Oh, you? We were in the joint with Lepke. Yeah, we were in Ironwood both of us actually. We, Big Lepke. Yeah, yeah. Ironwood on D yard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And any funny Lepke story? Like, what stands out? Was he lifting weights and scaring nah, I'm going to tell you what stands out about OG Lepke was the OG the tattoo that he had on his neck. That's the one that cop, you know, because he had a big OG tattooed in Old English on his neck that everybody would, you know, it was just visible, you know. Right. It was there. And that that's how every time I would see him, because I think I met him also before right. the, the state penitentiary. I think I met him like in the county or something somewhere where I seen the OG and I'm like, oh shit, homie, that's an OG homie right there. Right. You know, that type shit. And then when I seen him, I remembered it. I'm like, yeah, I remember that tattoo type shit. You know, it stayed fresh in my mind. And he knows my dad as well too. So that's, that, For that real? was dope. Yeah, he was in the system with my dad as well. So they were they were together in the system? Yeah, I don't know exactly where. He'd probably be able to tell you, but I, I know he was in the system with my dad. He had brought it up to me. Once, I think, when we were in Ironwood, he had mentioned it to me. And then when we were out here, he told me, yeah, I know your dad, Sailor. I was in the system. I was like, okay. Dude, fucking Big Lepke, when it comes to, like, you know, the institutional crimes or whatever, yeah. he's somehow connected to every single person we've ever come into contact with. <laughs> right. I'm not kidding. They, like, right. when they, when they, when they, and the, like, even, like, Fidel Castro, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I did. I just did a fucking L.A. Central prison with him. He wasn't called, he wasn't called Fidel back then. Right, 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 right. called him. We were rolling, uh, we were rolling cigars in Cuba in 67 together. <laughs> I sold Fidel some fake weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good yeah. people though. Really good people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, he's best, he's like a, he's he's like a, an honorary member of the show. Yes, yeah. sir, indeed. Um, and then what's the secret? All right, you've been in the rap game. You 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 write your lyrics. You don't you don't have, you're not you're not letting anyone else write your lyrics. No, right? no, right, right. never. I'm not pulling any of that fucking. Can't, I can't do it. Right. I don't even write lyrics for other people. People ask me how much would you charge me to do like you know some ghostwriting, and I, I just can't do it because I'm like, bro, I write about what I live like. I can't sit here and tell you what you do throughout your life. Like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't know. So so Drake calls you up and says, listen, I got a million bucks for you. You want to write me some fucking lyrics? It would, it would be hard for me. I mean, of course, the money's, yeah. the, the, of course, money's always the motive, you know. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like it would still be hard because if you're telling me, oh, write this and this and this and this and that, that's something that you could be writing this and this and this and this right. and that. Why are you asking for me to write it? You know right. what I mean? Like, and I the type of music that Baldy does, that, that we put out it's hard to have a ghostwriter because he, he's telling stories right. and most yeah. and, and the stories are, are stories that that he's been through things that he's seen mm-hmm. it, it's it's a life it's, yeah it's that's how I try to do paper. it I, you know right. I, I, I right. tell my stories but I kind of you know switch it up a little bit to where it, it's not incriminating it's not putting nobody you right. know in no hot it's seat right. know that it's just right. it's just life you know what right. I mean it's, it's stuff that I've been through stuff that I've seen and you know so what's the secret to Really writing? No, nah, I'm not gonna say writing because I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna be like, write what you know and da 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 da. Hmm. What's the secret to the rap game for real? Like, like what don't people understand? Like, because a lot of motherfuckers think they can. I got a King Salmon. I got a skinny ass cousin. 
Yeah. Who's 45 <laughs> Okay he goes on And he's fucking Sean what's the name Of that app program He goes on uh, I have no idea Rap game I don't Thank know. you <laughs> Thank you Thank you for that Yeah he goes on To like whatever And he downloads Like a little beat Right And he And then he gets on there. And Sean do you recall What King Salmon's Fucking rap name is I think it's Mad E Mad E so his name's Matthew Triple E So then he's like It's Triple E Triple E Chip <laughs> Maddie Triple E And he goes on there And then he like He's got like He's got a little Fucking notebook And he's writing it down And he's trying <laughs> to get it done And then he raps on there And then people like Rate it And he gets some positive Shit I need to get on that app Well kind of shit do and, huh. and then like But like really He's just like a dad And he's like 45 And he's in his living room And I told him Like dude What you should do Is try to start a war With uh, like mm-hmm. one Like Drake be like, yeah, hey, fuck you, Drake. You you suck so bad. I have to come out of retirement. I didn't even have a career, and I'm coming out. The- my work for him. Yeah. yeah. What's the secret to actually high quality rap? Man, I honestly, I, I just, I try to keep it. I try to keep it to where it's relatable. You know, stuff that you know. And I know it only relates to like a certain crowd, but at the end of the day, it's 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 attracting attention from different. Cause I I'm I'm real like versatile with my with my music like I could I could rap on a, like I said like I told you earlier I listened to like a bunch of other stuff too like rock and yeah. stuff so if I got a rock beat I, I, I'll i rock the rock beat like it's just can I it's ask, just still still telling my story yeah go ahead can I ask what's your writing regime like like well, how much do you write like a week or it, a month or whatever like it's you, insane it's, it's so like when I go to the studio, I not, I usually try to knock the songs out right when I'm at the studio because I like to listen to the beat and I just, I'm usually done with the song before the producer's done making the beat. Right. I'm done with two verses and a hook and they're surprised because- How the hell they, do you get to that space where you're actually writing before they're done with the music? Because that's not- Because I, I take like one sound from the beat that, that I like and I just run off that. And like I'm not even paying attention to what else he's doing after that. Right. I'll go outside, smoke cigarettes and be writing at the same time with like that that tone is still in my ear mm-hmm. and that like that that that's all that, that's all it takes for me. You know in, that, I mean? in that tone, does that tone suggest to you what it's going to be about? Um, it can. Not, How do you not determine what it's going to be about? Um, I, I just kind of go first with like a melody. Like say if I hear a certain beat, then I'll just like kind of like um, hum it a little bit. Like just like whatever. And then I'll come back and put the words. Right. So first I get the melody. And once I got the the idea for the melody and how I'm gonna place my words, then I just come back and just boom, 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 fill in the blanks, and, right. and the story just tells itself. And do you need help with the rhymes, or like, cause some guys I know they go like, you know, rhymezone.com or whatever to help them with a, <laughs> nah, Do, you do, like, you do any of that? I I find myself rhyming stuff that I didn't even know I can rhyme the stuff. Like it's it's just it's insane now, like. Yeah, the I only mean, help I, I've ever heard him ask is, hey, this word means this, right? Yep, okay, cool. Yeah, because right. I mean, I, I did, I, I I used to like look into the dictionaries a lot sure. when I was in the state prison. Like I would use the, my dictionary, I would use like the theosaurs, like that type stuff, like for words. And then, you know, over the years, of course, of smoking weed and mm-hmm. just, you know, being out, like not really staying on that dictionary. Like sometimes I come across a word, I'm like, oh shit, is 
this is what I'm trying to say, right? With this word, and I'll right. ask like my, my boy John or whoever else is right, you know. But that's that's basically. Wait a second, really. you ask Shady John what a word means? Yeah, John's that real guy smart, was just man. He, the, the he just he, he just looks he like that. He just looks like that. He's really what, smart. What do you got? Like a, a literature degree or whatever, Shady? Ah, <laughs> no degree, just uh, you know, degree of hard knocks, Life I guess. Experience. But, you know, yeah, you know, I've, I've read. I spent my time reading books. I've read. I've read every book, book that tell I can. Me, tell me the book. Listen, you got a young man that's full, that's an idiot, and he needs to learn something. What book do you recommend, Shady John? We, sure. we, we turn to you, Professor one of the, Shady Shady John. One of the the I used to think this book was stupid. Seven Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, bro, just just one of those things. I, I and I can't even remember. It was so long ago, but I do remember. Reading that book and be like, I'm gonna take this number and see if it fuck number this and see if it works and and, and it worked. I could I it's been so long that I couldn't even uh, you know go back Quote step it. by step with you. But that, mm-hmm. that's a that's definitely a book that uh, that I remember reading. Uh, Forty Eight Laws of Power, Behold a Pale Horse. You know, any right. kind of history book I can Who get my hands on. Who was just telling us about that? That's uh, um, the Brian Brian Brian, yeah. Brian. Yeah. Baldacci. You got a book recommendation for some young knuckleheads? Man, I I ain't even gonna lie. Like, only time I would read books was when be when I would be like in the hole, mm-hmm. like in the system. Okay, I'd be in the hole, but they were not like like books for knowledge. They were mm-hmm. just Louis Lamours and shit, huh? Penthouse stories <laughs> and shit. What's your real, bro? Yeah, yeah. What's your, like, you that can help that? some people out too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the recommendation was the one that stood out. Maybe that got I on just, the Navy I just shit. know there was a green one, a, blue, <laughs> a, a, a purple one, and a yellow one. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, take me through some of your... Some of the take me through, not what we're going to get to present day, but let, take me through some of the the rappers and some of the music, rap, whatever it might be that have inspired you in this game, like that that you listen to and inspired you, man. Right. Well, of course, growing up, like I listened to, of course, like Tupac, you know, um, the Ice Cube, Too Short, like those type of that era of of rap, Easy E. Mm-hmm. Um, then me being in the system and and writing music while I was in the system, you know, when I was a lot of the times I was in places where we were locked down, like, you know, there's riots happening. And after the riot, we got to sit on the lockdown for a certain amount of time. Right. That gave me plenty of time to sit and write in my cell. Um, and and when I would write, I would, of course, like listen to like other artists that were either popping at the time or, or on the radio at the time. And, you know, uh, 50 Cent. Mm hmm. He he had a, a nice little run and his little run that you know there was the, yeah he was Fuck sick yeah. bro his like flow I, was sick. It's, it's just a cadence you know he has mm-hmm. his own little cadence and it's crazy because like I I like soaked up so much of his music that mm-hmm. when I came home and I started recording I had so many people tell me that a lot of my songs remind them of that mm-hmm. like the cadence and the just not not how he sounds or how he it's just the cadence and the, the like the formula right you know what I mean a lot of people be like you got the same formula down as like 50 cent G unit type mm-hmm. you know cadence and and I believe it because I listen to it and I'm like oh that that's probably where it rubbed off on you yeah big time though you know and I think that that's I mean it's not nothing to to look down on I I, I respect hell everybody's music you yeah, know what I'm saying like, and, and, yeah. and I appreciate the fact that people are you know putting me in that, like, with the greats, basically, right, right. you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. people that already made it, like, that's that's my goal. It's like, like compliment you know? in itself, right? You know, mm. so, yeah. 
I don't know the particular term of cadence. Right. But what I will say is, it's particular with 50, bro. There's a certain, like, when I listen to the lyrics and I listen to music, and then I go back and listen over, and I kind of cut out his lyrics and listen to the beats. Right. And then listen to what he's delivering, how he's delivering. It almost makes no sense the way he drops in these. Yeah. It's And I maybe that's cadence, and right. I just don't know. But, like, out of control or push me. These songs are in my playlist. Yeah, are, They're my workout. And the way he comes in oh, and the way he delivers is like, man, that shit is not, like. There's no mistaking. It's just nice. I came from a that's you know, Pac was was my shit. You know, I'm right. I'm, I'm into Mob Deep's my shit too. I'm into rappers yeah. that I, I want to go on a journey like it's a movie, like exactly. it's a movie, like it's a right. film. Exactly. When I'm listening, I want to be like, and for some reason, Pac was able to um, what he was talking about. And especially in the All Eyes on Me album, he was talking about what, what the life that I was, what I was engaged in. Everything he's talking about, even some of exactly. um, some of the um, yeah, yeah. He's out of control, just, right? You just can't deny Fifty, man. That album, just, I'm playing out of control that's right them, now. That's with with Mob Deep, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, with Mob Deep. It's so ill, but yeah, man. Even some of the stuff that uh, Pac was doing with the album that came out right before with his homies from um, from Oakland, um, Digital Underground. Mm -mm. No, the with small group, and they put an album out. I just can't think of it right now. Bury Me a G and some of those oh, songs were on. Oh, mm -hmm. th the Thug Life thug soundtrack. Thug yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the shit they were on, bro. But I wanted to know. Yeah, I wanted to hear from you some of the some of the you know, and it sounds like a lot of wet, like West Coast stuff. Um, yeah. That early '90s and '90s shit. It's, uh, you know, and that's I hear that. Um, I hear that feel in your music, bro. Like right. it's not mistaken where your feel comes from. Who are some of the artists today? That you fuck with some of the artists that if you weren't listening to your CD in your car, who would we be hearing you listen to? Who's stuff that you think? Um, I'd I'd have to say like um, of course uh, my brother Yellow Wolf. Mm -hmm. You know Yellow I Wolf's love a, Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf's a dope artist. We just um, oh, did we a got song a dope with him ass too, track too long Yellow ago. Wolf that not um, out yet. I I've seen him like big time grow. You know because <clears throat> when my first time actually listening to him, like it was. It was crazy. I was in in the joint, and you know, I, I, we were watching some BET show where they would every Sunday they would. It was called Sucker Free Sundays. Yeah, and and we were, I was watching it, and he came out like in one of the top ten, and I was like, bro, like this dude is fucking dope. Like, right. that's why he's in the top ten right here on BET. You know what I mean? Being, of course, he's not, you know, of color or whatever, right. and that's mainly right. what was what was on that channel you know right, what i'm saying right. so i mean for him to be on that channel and be you know that doing it i was like yeah i was artist. like man this fool's dope so i picked up more and more on his music and listened to a lot of his songs to where when i came home and i mean well i'm out now and you know esteban put us together and man it's it's he's he's a good person you know what i mean and there's a track that i listen to in my workout that's yellow wolf oh yeah the best friend it's him yeah exactly mm -hmm. He did. Yeah, he did sick. a track with uh, Eminem. Yeah, yeah that's that's that yeah, one. This one. Yeah. Yeah. He's sick. Yeah. Who else? Who else? What do I listen to? Yeah. Um, I like him. I like um, 
Crooked Eye. Crooked Eye is really dope, bro. Out of Long Beach, he's a, he's another dope artist. I also got a track with him. It's yeah. it's a trip that a lot of the people that I would be listening to are people that I'm working with. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and what's the name of the track you got with Crooked Eye? Um, it's not out yet. Mm-hmm. It's it, called yeah, Right Out, but yeah, it's, it's called Right Out. out. Yeah. It's it's not out yet. It's it's uh, unreleased. But that's what I'm saying. It's like that a lot of the artists that I like either looked up to or like liked their music. Like I've either came in contact with them somehow or worked with them now like it's it's just all coming Shit, together and a lot of times it's Esteban that's linking it up yeah, like Esteban sure. brought Yellow Wolf to, to Florence on right. on Friday the 13th on, on the hood day brought him right it, 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 he was just there chilling like nothing so yeah yeah, yeah it's a lot of man Yellow Wolf had a good time in the hood yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey can I ask are, are you feeling Blueface at all I actually got a song with Blueface as well um word up now, I mean that kind of just happened. You know what I mean? He, as a person, he he was a cool. cool. He was a cool person, but I mean it, nothing like further. Like we don't. I never really like hung out with him. That type of stuff. Like, what during, uh, did it, did that track with with Blueface drop? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Which, called uh, Crazy Girls. It's called Crazy Girls. All right, let me put that. So mm-hmm. like we shot the video or whatnot, and it all came out you know really good, but. There was no further like communication or like mm-hmm. it's just we did the song and that was it, you know. John, uh, Sean, oh blue eyes. Uh, is the reason why you like blue face is because it's got blue in his name, like your, like yours. <laughs> blue eyes and blue face. This is my boy Guns Lozano song. Los Angeles. It's my boy Guns Lozano song. Is there any other like newer us. Los Angeles cats that you're? I'm, that I'm you're, playing. Wait, you hold, hold on a second. Hold your question because I'm putting up uh, Baldacci and Blueface's track right now. Sean can't hear what's going on on the other end, so let me put this up for a second. Let, 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 let. So this is my boy Guns Lozano right here. Yeah, right. I go ahead, Sean. Sorry. What was your? I was just see- I was just gonna check to see if he had any like other like Los Angeles based like new cats that he's like gotten his radar that might be coming up that we could check out. Put us up on some game. Um. I really, honestly, I do, I do not listen to like a lot of the stuff that's like on the radio, right? Because I just feel like a lot of the stuff is, if it's not watered down, it's somebody lying. Mm. You know what I mean? And right. Hey, how how can you can you tell right away? You're like, ah, oh, this guy's not even. He doesn't I, even I, know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't ever want to say that because mm-hmm. you could, you know, you really can't judge a book by its cover. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you're real. It's gonna come out, and if you're fake, yep. it's also gonna come out. You yep. know what I mean? Like, you know what, man? I hate that comment that you can't judge a book by its cover. You know that? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't judge it, but when they want to charge you for the book, they fucking scan the cover and make you pay up. There is actually, you know, part <laughs> of be judging a book by its cover is understanding how to read the cover. If you understand right. how to read the cover, it can give you a very good indication. Not a hundred. Yeah, but see, that's the difference between judgment and understanding. That's true. Right. However, see why I got this guy right here? Yeah. No, <laughs> John, <laughs> <laughs> However, understanding leads to judgment. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, understanding just leads you to forming a more educated opinion about about whatever the the mm-hmm. you know the subject is. So understanding you know a little bit more about Baldacci, you go and listen to his music in a different kind of way, and, and you're able to to even myself. I'm there when he records 99.9 percent of his songs. Yeah, and I'll go and listen to a song, and I'll catch something that I didn't even catch you know mm-hmm. in a, in a year, and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even catch that right there. And I'll call him and be like, hey. Fuck, I just heard that. He's like, bro, that song's a year old. Like, yeah. yeah, but I just caught it right now. So, Hey, when you it, witness Baldacci recording, uh, can you can you give us a sense of what it's like to watch an artist work? I mean, like, what's it like for you? I mean, I, I've I've been in the studio with a few different artists, and, and working with Baldy is just, it's, it's a whole different experience. You, you get to watch, like, most artists will come to the studio, and they'll have a piece of paper with what they've written for the last, you know, three weeks. Yeah. And... and They'll try to force that to match whatever beat they can they pick. Right. With Baldy, he goes in there and we just listen to beats. Once he once we find the beat, that's when the writing process starts. Mm-hmm. So you get to watch you know the everything form and, and it's 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 a quick process and it's a it's solid material. So you'll be like, damn, like I I just watched that story be formed in, in two hours and, and mm-hmm. now we're listening to it. it it's. You know, How long it, does it? I mean, like generally speaking, like take us in there, man. Like, what's it like? So, so, like, what do you do? You go in there as a giant board and bother. And like, do you guys act cool? You guys are like, eh, you know, laid back. You uh, know, like the uh, cool studio vibe. And no, like, you know, I mean, usually whatever studio we're at is is a place that smoking that we're yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're we've made our home. So so we don't. We don't move around too much. Wherever we're working, we're pretty much set there. So we just go in if we have a you know, listen to some beats and. and Spark one of these bad boys up and get the process going. Is Shady John you, ever though. like, you know, he's like, uh, I think the bass is too high. Like, do you ever get that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you? It, yeah, it, it, happens, it might you need know? to. I mean, yeah, but usually we've got, usually that all happens at the beginning. So right. once we start working with somebody, we work out all those kinks to where it's you know it's it's a it's a smooth process they already know you know when he's when he's doing his ad libs you know it's usually going to be a telephone effect on it or or they already know you know this many so we we get all those figured out before so we don't really have any of those issues no no but i mean like because you know because like i'm you know what i'm thinking of i don't do you guys ever see that movie boogie nights Mm mm-mm you never saw Boogie Nights? I've heard of it, but I never All seen right. it. Yeah. But in it, they're recording, right? Did you see Boogie Nights, Sadie John? Okay. I, I, all right, all right. Uh, but anyway, there's this point where they're recording, and like, and and they and the and the artist and his buddy have notes, right. and the producer guy has been doing it for like thousand years, and he doesn't want to hear all. He's he, like this is like he's heard these notes a million times before and he's like a professional so I'm just curious as to do you guys have like a signal between you guys two where, you, where like Shady John can look at you and be like something's wrong with the mix here I, but you I mean, probably no, should say it no signal I mean if, 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 if we just ain't feeling something it. we're just gonna say it you know hey there's something wrong with this or it doesn't sound right or let's re-record it or redo it and Bro, there's been times where I've had to tell the engineer hey bro like you're fucking up wake the fuck up it, it, <laughs> You know, it, it, a lot of those engineers they they work and work and work and they probably yeah. barely get any sleep. Same with the artists, you know what I mean. But it's like, bro, that's your job. Like, that's that's, right. get it together, get yeah. it right. You know what I mean. Let's make this shit happen, and that's how we, that's how we do it. You know. Oh, I love that. Let's. I want to hear. So now we're gonna. I want to. I want you to bring us up to speed mm-hmm. now. For people that are just. Listening to the show, people that are just there's going to be listeners right here, right? Who are either googling you. Right, that's mm-hmm. where they're watching this. Right, or they're about to. As soon as this show ends, 
They're going to go dive deep. Right. What, <clears throat> what's going on today with Baldacci, with Effort Music? Um, okay. Give us, give us gotcha, a rundown, gotcha. man. Yeah, easily. So uh, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, we just dropped an EP. We dropped a six-track EP called Quarantine. Yes. Um, that dropped uh, exclusively on BaldacciTheBeast.com on okay. the website. We've got merch up there. We've got, you know, check it out, BaldacciTheBeast.com. We've got a whole bunch of stuff up there. Um, it's actually out now on uh, digital platforms, Quarantine. Uh, we've got a song with Baby Bash on there, Best of Me, uh, Lockdown. That's a standout oh. song on there. Sitting on My Throne is another standout song. It, you know, we're just uh, keeping quality music going out there. We've got the uh, I for an I EP that dropped a few months ago. That's a solid, you know, EP that that we're going to do another volume of. Plan B is, is a full length album that's out. Mm. Um, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of, of quality music out there for you can find uh, that that they can go and uh, and check out. Let me let um, me play quarantine real quick. Yeah, yeah. This is topical, right? I'm assuming this is about the current state of affairs, yeah. Baldacci. Yeah, go. Ahead. I mean, it's a uh, and the the thing is, a lot of these songs that we're putting out, like uh, "Sitting on My Throne" off off that uh, album, is three years old and it's a banger. What? Up? What? Uh, this is a newer song, "Shout Misfit," produced by Misfit yeah. Soto. Yeah, this shit is hot, bro. This is great. This is shit right here, bro. That's going on my workout playlist, partner. Bro. Hey, have you have you checked out Chow Time, Lucky? Mm. Chow, listen to Chow Time off the iPhone I album. Oh. Hey, uh, since we're playing the song, what's what is what's your take on the current situation, quarantine? I would imagine the medical issues you've got have kind of put you in a position where it's like, hey, I got to be a little bit careful oh, or yeah. are you like, fuck it, I, I mean, don't believe it? No, nah, I mean, I, I at first, I ain't even going to lie, like the whole the whole thing had me thinking extra because of the simple fact that my, my immune system ain't the greatest. Right. So for me to be, mm-hmm. you know, but as I seen, you know, and seen now that a lot of the shit is probably not even legit, like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still moving around, but I'm still keeping careful because right. I see people are dying. You know right. what I mean? Like it's not just, right. you know, whether it's man-made or not, or if it's you know a hoax or whatever. People are still dying from the shit. So sure. you know, I still got to watch myself. But right, I mean, I've I've always been a person to keep clean. You know what I mean? I like, try to keep my hands clean. Like right now, even more, of course. You know right. what I mean? But it's like my hands are dry from all this sanitizer and washing my hands. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I saw Shady John. He sanitized his hands before he rolled the blunt. So <laughs> and after, huh? Yeah. Um, and then, what do you think in terms of its impact on on the American culture? I mean, do you think things are ever going to go back to normal, or, or things are always going to be different from here on out? I mean, I don't think it'll ever go back to normal, especially for the people that lost family members. Yeah. That's yeah. always going to be a different, you know, like it, it's it's something that happened in their life. It's a, it's a loss, you know, and I mean, for other people, I mean, it might go back to being normal. I can't really call it, but this is always going to be something to talk about. And it's, 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 you know, it was an impact. Yeah. It was definitely an impact for a lot of people. Definitely set a precedent, you know? Definitely yeah. set a precedent. I mean, no matter what it is, uh, now now it's it's known fact that whole economies can be shut down because of, of that easier of something. I don't think this no, is... Whether, the, it was real, whether the coronavirus is real or not, mm-hmm. now 
there's always bad people in the world. There's right. always been, there always will be, and usually those are the people that are in power because the most more ruthless you are, the the more power you're going to have. And that's what our country's been built on from the time that it was started. So now all these people know all they got to do to shut down or to completely cripple an economy mm-hmm. is virus. out a little virus. Yeah, yeah. but they, they listen, guys, they have always known that because there have been multiple viruses. Oh, but there's never been a test to this to this, to say, hey, everybody there stay has. at home. There everybody has. Stay. Spanish flu shut the fucking world down uh, and and it killed a lot of people. And but I'm back then there was no there wasn't as much technology as now. There was, it was way easier back then to shut something down than it is now. It was way easier. It's harder because now technology is giving people an actual switch that you could push. Back then, people were much more rough and rugged and it was harder to control them. OK, I mean, because 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 think about it. Russia, China, you name it, they got an internet switch. They can actually just flip yeah. it and say, you're done. And back then, most of the economy was actual, like, physical things. There was a lot of bartering. There was yes. actual exchange of money. Now we're in a digital age where it's like, I'll just sell you the fucking money. You might not <laughs> see it. And they can shut that down easy. On top of that, you didn't even have a stock market that was functioning like it's functioning <laughs> now, which is like, you can have a guy like Elon Musk just be like, well, you know what? I think I want to go to Mars. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he's got a billion dollars and no one knows what the fuck he's doing. Right. Yeah. So, I kind of hear what you're saying on the thing. I definitely feel you, but I do think and listen, listen. Let's let's stop kidding ourselves. There's been kings and queens oh, yes. since the dawn of time, so they can they've they've been working, they've been working that. And I agree with you in the sense that you know what, this is gonna make an impact. And I think this is setting us up for an economy that is gonna be. I was just reading the news today, but there's people in the government that are now saying let's just pay everybody two grand a month, right? Right. And if you think about. Just before that time, they were talking about a universal salary. Like in Stockton, they were paying, they were trying it out to say like, okay, we're going to give everyone a certain amount. We're not calling it welfare anymore. We're not going to say it's for poor people who can't get a job because the jobs are shutting down so much already that most people don't have enough money to buy shit, which is supposedly what drives the economy. Then we got shut down off of this, and I think a lot of governments included, and I'm not even talking about America, I'm talking about all of them. Right, I think they're starting to switch gears to say we're going to have to start paying everybody a little something. They can half work and half not work because, I mean, the rents in, in Southern California, the rents in San Francisco, most real people can't afford that. I mean, and, that, and like, it's cool, but it's it's a Band-Aid on, on a, it's a Band-Aid on a fucking, That's true. on a gas. Absolutely. Like, uh, it, it's... So what's so what's the what's what, so ta- uh, start the revolution, that, Shady John? And it sucks because I'm I'm not I'm not a, a political type of person at all. But but, you but sure what, when like you have one. common sense, yeah. it, it's it's hard to not to see certain things once you you have some fucking common sense. It's hard right. not to see things. It's hard right. once and especially being in prison, you see like a micro. Ism of, of society. You see every part of society in this small controlled environment. Right. You see from the top to the bottom, and right. you're at the, you're at the bottom in, in in that situation. Right. So you get to see how everybody moves and how how 
certain decisions trickle down to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then you come out here and you see the same type of things happening. And you know the people that were making the decisions in there were pieces of shit. Right. right. You, you right. know what their right. motives right. were. That's right. true. Right. So then right. you get right. out here and you're like, you're in the same yeah. position as that same dude. Same thing. It's a microcosm uh, of, of exactly. microcosm of, of society. Exactly. That's true. exactly what it is. And and it, it's... Uh, um, you learn her human nature. It's hard not to. It's hard yeah, not to. Absolutely. And it's hard not to, to see those things out here. Sure. It, and... To me, I just kind of keep my head down and, and just keep pushing and, and control what I can control around me. Yeah, yeah. And and anytime I'm asked, I'll give my opinion on what I what I think <laughs> and what I sure. believe. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, it the system is so far gone that it it sucks that it will take a, a revolution, not or whatever, a complete rehaul of of the foundation of everything that we've been built upon pretty right. much. Right. Like that's, that's all that's it's What you take. just laid out was Big Leps. It, it, that's his political platform when he runs for mayor. It, it, it and and I, Big Lepke, I'm going to suggest... Shout out Big Lep. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to suggest Shady John as your chief of Ooh. staff. Uh-oh. <laughs> right? Shady <laughs> John's got his hands full already. Yeah. No, well, that I, no, Baldacci, we can make him an ambassador to the world. <laughs> we'll have him go out to the UN. It's easy. Like, when I... It, it's... The simplest way I can I can explain it is like yeah. if if you stole if I stole something from you yeah. we both died my son he don't agree with me stealing your computer yeah. but he still uses it sitting right next to your son yeah. instead of giving it back yeah. like it's never there's always going to be a little bit of animosity right there whether it's spoken or not yeah, well, I'm American like you're contributing so exactly I already know it, what the fuck you're saying believe you me brother yeah, it, ain't nobody packing up and going back home there, there's nowhere to go like my my but ancestral blood is here that's like, why I believe that it does require revolution in the sense of like fucking let's and shut it, could, it down and let's revamp let's let's reset the whole fucking thing because they always act like it's a it's an equal race like everyone's starting from the same spot but they ain't not even close i mean look That's at bush jr if you can snort coke and get busted on a dui and still become the president mm. then that that because there's other people that did the same exact thing and they ain't ever getting close but to the it, White it, House. i mean it's just the the effects of a systematical dumbing down of society. Exactly. Much. And that's what that's pretty much where we're at. Right. Baldy, mm-hmm. I wanna just uh you know, we're coming we're kinda coming towards a close of this episode <laughs> in this show. That's right. And you know man, again, I just wanna say how how inspiring. Yeah, I I think with people like you and watching you and uh, and I'll say this, and I'm going to speak for Lepke. I'm going to speak for Stevan. I'm going to speak for a couple of my homies that listen to your music as well, bro. Mm. Is that for us? We get inspired. You make me work harder. Huh? When I see you doing your thing, you make me work harder. You mm. know what I'm mm. saying? Thank you, you raise the bar, um, and and I think what that does is it starts to to raise the bar for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I like to be surrounded by people that are a little bit doing a little more because right. I've got to raise up to that, and that's who I right. want surrounded by me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you bring a comp, you come, you bring. It's almost like a, a healthy competition. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Um, and I just want to know: you got anything that you really want to put out there? Is there anything that you feel we miss? Any kind of something you need to say or anything you got for anybody right now man i just i I really appreciate you guys having me on the hard luck show and you know i I just all positive vibes out there that's that's all i really can do you know you know blessings to everybody and remain safe and hopefully this 
this whole thing that's that's you know attacking our our nation right now hopefully things get better and you know you know my, my apologies to people that have lost family members and loved ones to this and you know all we can do is have faith and continue doing what we do that's so it much oh, love to it. everybody you know um give me a runoff um uh address uh, website address and and, and everything on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, easy. Uh, Instagram, the face of LA. Uh, BaldacciTheBeast.com is the website. Um, yeah, YouTube is uh, the face Baldacci the Beast. Also, I believe everything's either Baldacci the Beast or the face of LA. Those two things, and pretty much give you to any link uh, that we got. Um, Man, we appreciate you. Let's appreciate the hard luck show, man. Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you right now, we, we're kind of privy to some things that we're not, we can't speak about. Right. But speaking from the inside, I'm going to tell you guests right now, listen up. Go do some research on your boy Baldacci. Keep an eye on this gentleman's career. Right. Okay, you're hearing it from me. And uh, if you know my history, I got a real good picker, man. I'm not a, a, a crystal ball reader, but I'm going to tell you right now, this dude's on some shit, and he's doing some things. So get on board, peep it out, because they are coming. Effort Music, um, Effort, The Face of L.A. Yeah. Uh, these dudes are coming, bro, and, and they're not going to be stopped. So you need to uh, get out the way or get on. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. And, run uh, with us or run from guy. us. Yeah, hey, do man. You, do you Chumon? Have, uh, first of all, uh, Baldacci, is it true that yeah. the millionaire you were talking to was Bernie Madoff? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Shit. Probably in his own form, but yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, but uh, Bernie want, made off with a lot of money, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say uh, to you, Baldacci, thank you for coming in and thank you for giving us your time and uh, and, and I appreciate your art and I appreciate your struggle and I appreciate your success, Shady John. I appreciate uh, of course. you. Of course, no, we appreciate you Everything. guys. I appreciate that and uh, I want to say, listen, if you and, and I want to get serious for a minute, mm -hmm. if you're in trouble or. An old nurse, you know, pulls out your shit, right? And you got a lawsuit. OvandoBowen.com. That's me. I'm the Bowen. Okay. All right? I'm the senior partner. <laughs> right, I want right. to handle your shit. I okay. handle a lot yeah, of Yeah, he does. So, or expungements. You want that shit off your jacket Ooh, so you right. can sign some shit and blah, 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 blah. You want to get clean? Come see the machine. He well, is. He's I'm going to have to come right talk here. to you. You should talk yeah. to him, Shady John. Yeah, he's the guy. Um, yeah. I want to plug that. And then. Uh, uh, what was that again? Uh, OvandoBowen.com OvandoBowen.com My wife's the Ovando Okay She cracks the whip This is the professor in law, bro Nice Dude, I thought you said That's sick, bro A blessing to meet you, man Do entertainment, Lord? Yeah, absolutely I represent a big name in the music industry, actually And the only reason why I represent him is because I met him through some friends and through Steve Steve knows everybody But because they're able to uh, number one, the the main thing uh, that my clients and I've got a handful of them, mm -hmm. right? Like during the Corona thing, my fucking shit's blowing up even more. Yeah, man. but the the reason is is because two, a couple of things. Number one, I don't overbill. Like you don't look at the fucking thing and it's like uh, like weird charges or like oh I had to make a copy. Right, right. Sixty dollars. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got charged one hundred and twenty five dollars for a copy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Trust me. Yeah, and the crazy. other thing is the other two things is one you can always get a hold of me, so it's like it doesn't go. And third, when I tell you like that ain't gonna work, 
I, like I tell you, like you, we could try that. And it's going to cost you ten thousand. Right. Ain't going to work. Don't do it. Right. All right. right. Steve. Um. Big shout out to Esteban Oriol. Yeah. Big shout out to Cartoon, the Soul yeah. Assassin, Mugs. Yeah. Big shout out my boy Lepi's coming on yeah. the Hard Luck Show at Supermax. Supermax brand will be dropping um, soon. Keep an eye on it. Um, at cookies. And at Vibes Papers. Big shout out to my boy, Burn. Big shout out to Westlow's doc that we were working Man, on yesterday. How fantastic Westlow's is documentary. that? documentary. Yes. Right. Yes. Man. You guys get ready. Get oh, ready. Yeah, we we you we know we want to fuck with media, baby. Dude, me and Steve were in the studio for fucking hours yesterday, yeah, looking yeah, at footage know. that was wild. Yeah, we're going into post production, so keep an eye out on that. Um, just uh, yeah, everybody who listen, or listeners, we love you, man. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Don't for, oh wait, wait, old blue yeah. eyes. I'm old blue eyes. Give, give you cheers. Hold old on a second. Eyes. Let's like, give him some time, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, you got something to plug? Yeah. Old you got blue something, eyes? partner? I want to say shout out to King Salmon. Yeah. And I also want to say, I also want to say, uh, uh, just dropped a new podcast called Disinfect. Um, it's out today. Yeah. What's it and, about? Uh, what the fuck is it about? about? It's airing out music's worst, the worst in music. So the first season is all about the worst cover songs. Um, it's hosted by Matt Deal. He wrote for journalists for uh, Rolling Stone, Guardian, all that other stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Morris Bernstein, who is the creator of Giant Step, the marketing company and record label. So um, go check that out. It's awesome. Baldacci, do you do you have a do you do you have a worst song or anything like that? You seem like a positive worst cover guy. song. Yeah. Do you do you think? Like a what do you mean like a cover song? Like, like a song that's a remake of another person's song where you're like ah that wasn't. I, good. I actually oh you mean like somebody else did it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not off the top. I wouldn't be able to to say like I remember any of them. I, I thought you meant like myself covering songs because I covered a few. What did you cover? Uh, um, I got some some actual bad. Bro, I did pretty what? good. You, I, I could give you a million guesses and you would never guess Come a song. On. Yeah, we we, we, we did the Adele Hello song. No shit. That shit yeah. is Vicious, bro. Is that on? No, it's yeah. not. Where it's is not it? out. I you get it. to hear it though, because they'll, they'll get it to you. Just can't hear yeah. it out publicly. Right <laughs> what? Uh, Man, I like and, that. And, I got a question, Baldacci. How do how do yeah. people submit beats to you? Um, you can send them to Baldacci the Beast uh, at gmail dot com. Yeah, just like yeah, that, right. Baldacci the Beast at gmail dot com. There you go, Sean. Go ahead, submit some of your yeah. partner. All right, guys. Like we do about this time, right. we're gonna say adios, amigos, from the Hard Luck Show again. Thanks, Baldacci the Beast. Thank you guys for we having out. me, Hard Luck Show, man. Much yeah, love. yeah, yeah. All right, we out.